All right, guys, welcome back to the welcome back to the podcast here today uh, with Craig. Obviously, he's a staple of the show. Uh, but today, I have our special guest, somebody I've been meaning to get on here, Mr. Adam Sang, and my daughter Liza Kate. Say hi, Liza Kate. Say hi. I don't want to. You don't want to? Well, too bad. Everyone just heard you. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Uh, glad to see uh, everybody here. I mean, I haven't uh, hung out with you guys in a while, so. Yeah, it's, it's, good. it's good. It's good to be outside of the work environments, hanging out and just getting to socialize with our friends and family members. It's, it's a wonderful thing. That's right. It is. So, Adam, we've known <laughs> you for a while. Okay. I've known you for what now? Going on? I think Jeez. we first met. I, I have a. I recall. Uh, <laughs> it was actually at. I think it was. It was at Bowling Shrimp. Yep. It had to have been. Uh, there was something that happened there. I don't know what was specifically. It was uh, something. I came uh, to hit you up about menus at Minute Man Press. I was trying to get you. Was to that see. the first time? Yeah, yeah. And then you moved, and then you moved to into uh, where, where where you are now. Yeah, which right. is yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember uh, you were pressing me about Oreos or something. You came up to me and was like, "Oh, hook it up with the deep fried Oreos." I was like, "Who is this guy coming out of like once a salesman, always a salesman, right?" Always be close. Yeah, Favorite right. Seat. Straight up, like rolled up to yeah. it's like I don't know this guy. He said, I would get some Oreos. I told, I told the, I told the guys. That, well, I'm glad you just went with it because I told the guys at work. This is before you were there. Right. I was like, I was like. Yeah, man, they got deep fried Oreos. I was like, I know the owner, man. I'll just go get them. And I'll say, I'll get them to throw them in. And then I just hit him up enough for him to do it. But then I gave, I became, we became regulars. Exactly, right. exactly. It was, it was, so it was, it was this massive order. It's like, it must have been like 100, 150 bucks. Yeah. Uh, Oreos? No, 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 no. no. Easy, <laughs> easy, oh easy. That is sweet, though. If, if somebody orders that many uh, deep fried Oreos, I'm definitely that, down for that. That was, that's past. Sweet. That was like us getting salmon and we got. Bowl in a bag, and we got all kinds of I stuff. I mean, that's that's our, our default place to eat lunch. That's right. I, mean, I know. We right. miss it right now. We yeah, did we eat do. there last night for dinner, though. Thank so. you. Appreciate your support. Thank Absolutely. you so much. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, that was our first encounter. I was like, uh, <laughs> definitely getting pressed for these deep fried Oreos. I was like, who, man? This guy. This guy. I got to watch out for him. I don't know where he came from, but he's definitely a salesman. That's right. Yeah. They, they know who you are. They know your name. They know what you do. And then they know you got Oreos. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's right. That's right. But... Yeah, so we, you know, Bowling Shrimp's been doing great. So Yummy was a fantastic move on your guys' part. Thank you. Well, with that, we super enjoy that place. My, they love it. My kids love it to death. If we could eat there every night, we would, or they would. But um, so, but tell us, you know, how did y'all, how did y'all acquire like both of those locations? Take us to the process of what happened to get both of those things. So uh, Boiling Shrimp has actually started before I got back to Statesboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, my family had been in the restaurant business uh, when I was younger. So I grew up in it. It's in, it's in my blood. Right? <laughs> See that? Yeah. Um, and so, you know, growing up in that industry, I saw a lot kind of, of a lot of like the ins and outs of it. And uh, they, you know, for a while we stepped away from the restaurant world. We weren't doing much of that. And then um, I think it was either, it had to have been like April, May, like uh, around there 2014 um they said hey like you know we want to kind of like start start a restaurant and at the time i was working out in california i had a had a great job uh i was kind of like working logistics Mm -hmm. um did a lot of operations management um that sort of thing uh but i always knew i wanted to do business right like business is what like i like love like it's it's what i think about every single day it's it's what drives me uh, it's truly my passion. 
Um, and so, you know, when I came back, I, I saw it and I said, hey, I am interested in, you know, kind of take, taking this on. And so that is when I decided. I came back in either June or July. It was super abrupt. I didn't tell any of my friends I was leaving. I'm one of those yeah. people. Yeah. <laughs> I was You're just there. like, hey, I'm, I'm out of here. So I, I took off. And then... Sounds like you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Same personality. Just, yeah, same personality. I just, I just dip and go to the next thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, so I, uh, I decided to, to leave California, came back to Statesboro, which people to this day, when I tell them that, they're like, are you out of your mind? That, right? Like that's, that's the... That, that's, that's what the, they said to me too. Why did you leave California to come back to, to Statesboro? And it's home. That's right. This is home. That's right. Yeah. That's right. But, and, and so that's what kind of like brought me back. Right. Um, you know, I, I've been away from, from my family for a period of time at that point. Uh, and I decided it's time to come back and, and spend some time with the family. Um, so I came back and then kind of like drove uh, Bowling Shrimp to the point that it is right now uh, with my entire team. I have a fantastic team there. And about three years ago, um, we decided to kind of uh, move further into the restaurant industry with So Yummy Asian Kitchen. Um, and, you know, we, we were we've been eyeing, we were eyeing that spot for a long time. It sat empty for years. Oh, yeah. you know? oh, yeah. Carrie Hilliers was Kerry Hilliers. terrible. Yeah. It's, terrible. Great, it's, it, it's great in Savannah, but not... Not states. We don't have quite enough old people. Well, to come the, thing is, is, it, <laughs> the thing is, is Kerry uh, Hilliard's is a wonderful type of restaurant, sure. but not in a place where everyone cooks like that anyway. That's right. Right. You know what I mean? That's right. right. Yeah. You're so right. I, mean, right. I mean, you know, I can go get fried chicken. I can just go to my grandma's house and get fried chicken. You know? That's right. Right. Yeah. It's interesting. You know, when, when when boiling shrimp first came along, you know, there was a lot of doubt. You know, you had. Uh, you had Kerry Hilliard's, which was a seafood restaurant that came and did not uh, last for very long. I think they were around for maybe like a year, year and yeah. a half. Mm -hmm. uh, you had that, where the old mill house was, what was in that location? There was like a... Oh, that was, um, what was in that? No, that, that was the... Uh, that was... The, um, the Crab Shack or something like that. It was like a... So basically it was similar It was similar to the Bowling Shrimp, mm -hmm. but inside of... It was a when Savannah. You, when you sit at the brand, table, brand. when you sit at the table like we are now, there was a hole, mm -hmm. and it was a fifty-five gallon trash can there. That's so right. You eat and dump your food. Eat That's and right. Dump your food. Mm -hmm. That's right. Which we were actually going to go to your restaurant the other day when it was takeout only, and uh -huh. we were going to all back up the trucks and put a trash can in there, and we were going to order order a bowl in the bag and just sit on our tables <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and throw it into the parking lot. No, <laughs> I'm into, into, a, into a trash. I'm can. watching you. Into a trash I'm watching can. you. I know, right? But it was going to be our little way of being like you know tailgating, tailgating with y'all. You know, and that's right. Have a good time. That's yeah. right. If we can't go inside. We'll we'll party in the parking lot. That's right. right. But um, that's what that was. It was a shell house or something like that. A shell house. That's what it was. That's what it was. And um, oh, I know. You know, I I UV'd the floors in that that place when they first opened up. Nice. Yeah, and uh, then they just opened up, and there was maybe open for six months, and they shut down. So obviously, a ton of doubt. Yeah. You know, people like either didn't believe in the brand, or you know, um, there was a lot of kind of like, what what would we be able to do better than those brands weren't able to do? And uh, we kind of like you know. The, our, our unique take on food really kind of like is what set us apart you know no one does kind of like the low country boil with the sauce so forth and so on and we did you know we did amazing and it, and it hit and so you know three years ago again that takes us to kind of like current where we decided to say okay let's let's move into you know so yummy um and uh yeah so you know when we first started so yummy there was a lot of 
it was also very challenging. You know, we, right. I was I was hyped up on a lot of uh, confidence from the bowling shrimp. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, well, rightfully so, man. Y'all did a yeah. excellent job of that. Uh, made me think that I could do whatever it is that I wanted. It would hit, <laughs> and I found out quickly that that wasn't the case. Uh, but even with the Soyomi brand, you know, a, a lot of business is about you know the grind, and and I am one person that does not like run away from that. Um, like I like the fight. I like yeah. I like getting beaten down because I know every single day I'm gonna do just a little bit better. That's right. Uh, and I brought it, you know, I brought it back from you know where it was at, and you know it, we became profitable, and uh, now we're in a situation where <laughs> restaurants in general just are are a difficult difficult thing they to are. to handle. Um, but they that's all, kind of they've like always been pretty difficult yeah. from everybody I've heard that has started one. I mean it's. Well, and you being in the business already kind of saw some of the behind the scenes stuff, but people mm-hmm. just automatically taking one on and mm-hmm. having no idea what oh, they're no, doing I've seen that. and sinking a bunch of money oh, into something God. that, I mean, you, you have to be smart about what you do too. That's right. You can't just uh, throw money at something because it's not a guarantee it's going to work. I have a few restaurants here in the States where I'm not going to name the names of or whatnot, but... Um, Call them out. No, man. <laughs> Call them they, out. Come on, man. They don't, just they, go ahead. They, they don't exist anymore. Yeah. Um, and when I would do like my little side stuff where I would, you know, guest spot bartending and stuff, I'd yeah. have people hire me to come in to get their bar set up and get it running and stuff like that for them. Yeah. So then I could just step away so they could do that. And a lot of these people who have never been in restaurants before or never worked in a restaurant or a kitchen or anything, yeah. they, they have, they, they're not humble. Mm-hmm. They don't listen. Mm. When, you know, like if I went into a restaurant and I didn't know anything about it, and I said, Adam, I need you to show me how to how to make this prosper, or at least the basic operations, mm-hmm. and I hired you to do that, I would listen to you mm-hmm. because that that is what you you've been doing your whole sure. life. And a lot of the people around this area don't listen, mm-hmm. and they you see their business start and fail. Well, they might be good at another business, and they've yeah. been doing that forever, so they. Just automatically yeah. like, well, I can do this, but, but it's a completely uh, different. No, it's a different beast altogether. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, as a restaurant. Well, uh, for me, I think it's interesting, especially in Statesboro. You know, uh, restaurants, the, the barrier to entry is lower than like, other businesses, mm-hmm. right? And so it's very easy to, especially in Statesboro, because, I mean, your rent prices aren't astronomical. That's right. It's, you're able to kind of like get into, uh, you know, business at, at a lower cost. Mm-hmm. Um, however, you know, I mean, the food that you cook at home, I mean, it's very different than what you're producing in a restaurant, Absolutely. right? Uh, it has to be able to hit more people's like palates and like you know do well in, in, in that sense um and so the the challenging part is the food is only one aspect you know the management of, of a business is is in my mind of a restaurant specifically is ju- if just as important if not more important than the food absolutely right? And so for me, you know, the reason why you see so much of that in Statesboro specifically is because, I mean, everybody wants to take a shot. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, it's a sexy business to be in, it right? Is. Like, oh yeah, like come, come by the restaurant and like, you know, sit at my bar. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's the cool thing to be it able is. to say oh, to someone, Oh yeah, sure. Right? Yeah, sure. Um, but you know, for me, it's, it's definitely, uh, it's, it has its pros and it has its cons. I mean, ours are through the roof, man. Like, oh, yeah. you know, unlike any other business that I've ever kind of like you know, been well, in before. A, a lot of people don't realize, you know, we, we've talked to you in the morning time when we're getting ready to go to work and then you've seen us after work and you're still there. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, 
even an owner or a manager or something like that, they got to get there in the morning time to make sure everything opens mm-hmm. up. They got to be there during the the lunchtime rush. They have to be there at, at the end. I mean, um, let's take um, Elson for example. I worked at Elson for the longest time, mm-hmm. and you're the same way as Abel. Abel's a, Abel's a great man, mm-hmm. love him to death. He's family, and uh, I see a lot of the way he is in you too. Mm-hmm. This man owns all these restaurants, and you will see him bust a table. Mm-hmm. You will see him go in the back mm-hmm. and and prep food. You see him wash dishes. That's right. He does everything. That's right. And then, when whenever I come and sit and visit with you, I see you doing the same thing. Sure. You put you put your entire heart into it. Sure. And that's that's the type of people that will continue to prosper. Well, well you know? look at it like this, right? Like I, the way that I manage mm-hmm. is I will never expect my employees to do something that I'm not willing to do myself. That's right. So like for me, like it's so important to be on the front lines. Like, you know, the moment that something goes wrong, like I'm I'm there. I'm not about to send like a manager there. Like I mean, of course that is their responsibility right. in theory, mm-hmm. right? But my eagerness to kind of like be on the front lines and be kind of like in in the moment, I think is what kind of like attributes to, you know, the success of the restaurant. Right. And honestly, like at this point I have I have a team you know, like right now, the restaurants are open. Both yeah, of them are open, them are open. and I'm and here <laughs> dilly dallying with you two, right? right? Like, but 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 that's the that's how you get there. That's right. Is you have to find and identify those people that are able to execute time and time again, mm-hmm. um, and you have to entrust those people to do so. Um, and I think I found. I mean, you know, at both yeah, restaurants, yeah, wonderful staff. Thank you. Restaurants. Thank wonderful you. Staff. Thank yeah, you. And going mm-hmm. back to what you hit on and what you said too, like when they see you doing those things, they know that. Oh well, you know, there's got to be something to it. If he's going to be willing to sure. do that, you know, then mm-hmm. I can do my part and do my that's do right. my job to the fullest ability. It makes sense. Doing, it makes him step it, to the you're next level. You're leading by that example, and that's what makes good leaders, and that's what makes good followers. That's and right. then you can put those, you can see those people that maybe have started out with you, like, oh, let's give them a little bit more. Let's that's give right. them a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you're able to put them in a position where they can stand on their own and make good decisions, and that's you trust right. them with those decisions, and. Uh, whether they're good or bad, at least they made one, and then learn from it, grow from it, because the same thing happens with us. We have management staff that's like, if as long as we make a decision on something, either quote unquote good or bad, do it, and then we'll we'll not pick up the pieces, so to speak, but we'll evaluate it later and see where we were, we could have done better or what you did great. That's right. So mm-hmm. doing those types of things, I'm sure everyone at Elson break their back for able. Oh, everybody. You know, yeah. So I mean, that, that's that's an important quality too to, to to build your team that's right mm-hmm. you know and you just want to want them to pass that to the next person that comes in the next person that comes and, in. and the people who are sitting there eating and and patron in that establishment they see that hopefully they do <clears throat> it's not it, like you were saying it's not always about the food it's about the atmosphere mm-hmm. it's about it's about the vibe that you're getting from the place you can go into a place and you see people just non-stop complaining and complaining complaining or that's not right. want to do anything and you don't want to eat there. Mm-hmm. And you come into a place and you see everybody having a good time, everybody smiling, you know, and you know everybody happy to see you, you know, and and even if it's not, even if you as a customer don't think that something might be an issue, the person serving you might let me get a, get you a fresh one of these. You know what I mean? Sure. It's, it's that it's that next level. And I think you said something about it before, and something I, I think I saw is Statesboro wants this level of restaurants, and they want. This this higher class of stuff, and they'll they'll leave Statesboro to go to Savannah or, or Atlanta to get that, but we have it here already, mm-hmm. and it's just you know I don't. I, and I don't why understand. is that? Why do you think that's the case? <clears throat> well, I'm from a smaller town, and 
my smaller town will actually come to Statesburg because it's the bigger town. Sure. Just to pay their Verizon bill. Sure. You know, something like that. I think it might be the mindset of, oh, it's just Statesburg. This is where I live. They want to go out and mm-hmm. do something. Why would they go to, you know, why would they go to, let's say, Ruth's Chris? Ruth's Chris is an amazing steakhouse. Sure. sure. But their services. But, but what if what if Adam makes, you know, the same kind of steak? Do I want to drive all the way there for that, or do I just want to go over here and hang out with my friend and eat a good steak right there? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Get get good service. I'm not saying Ruth Chris doesn't make a great steak; they make an sure. amazing steak. Sure. I was just using it for an example. Um, but you, you you see people doing that. They you think it's just mundane? They're like, oh, we've, it's like an old hat thing. It's like we see this all see, the time. So why? See, but I don't. I don't. I'm not. But like the that. thing is, we you need know, to I, spend money local to. I, I want to spend money local to turn you know? to make the. Community property. Yeah, I, I want to spend money local. I could obviously go to Parker's and get a coffee, or I could just go down the road to Three Tree and get a coffee. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I could, I could go, you know, over here and you know get some takeout, or I could just go over here to my, where my friend owns a restaurant and get some takeout. You know, mm-hmm. if I want to have a, a sit down great meal, I can go over here and eat at your restaurant. You know, you know, ball shrimp for for example, it's seafood. Right there, mm-hmm. five minutes from the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why don't I go to Savannah to get that when I can just go five minutes from the house, gorge myself, and just roll out of the place and be like, oh, I'm so full, I'm just going to go to sleep. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, <clears throat> I, I don't understand it. You could walk home, Craig. I think convenience is obviously something, right? So That's right. I, I, I definitely, <clears throat> you know, the question at hand is why would people go outside of Statesboro to, to dine and spend money rather than spend it locally, right? Um, for me, you know, when you, when you go somewhere, I mean, you're going to ball out, like that, that's just, that's just natural, right? Like when you, when you go somewhere far away. So I think that there's, there's parts of it that are, are there. I think the problem is how do we increase the value of the experiences that we have locally? How do we do that? Is it through kind of, you know, uh, the atmosphere? Because there is a thing that is called Statesboro Prices, Steaks per price is right. Oh, That's oh, a thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Like when you go to a bar, like oh, oh these are like if this if, if it's states per prices, it's like yeah. super cheap, right? Like that's that's <laughs> so, what it's, that's what like like that's what it's named. So so you you live in California, and I live in California. Sure. Right? What part did you live in? So uh, I stayed normally uh, in LA County. So uh, Anaheim, um, Irvine. That's okay. kind of like. All right. So I was in the Inland Empire. Okay. Right that. All right. So. I didn't know coming from Statesboro, and I go out there, and you know, a beer is like twelve dollars. Sure, right? Sure, I'm used to like like four dollars. So. That's right. <laughs> Before I moved out there, my sister comes in and brings brings my brother-in-law, and he's just straight up California. Sure, like that's all he knows is California. So they come to Elsom, and you know, Statesboro also has these things called big beers. If you if you don't know what that is, all right. So he goes. You know, uh, oh, we'll just split a margarita. Go ahead and give us the biggest margarita. So I come rolling out with a forty-six ounce margarita, <laughs> and he goes, he goes, dude, I wasn't trying to spend you know eighty dollars on the margarita. And I was like, what are you talking about? Dude? It's twelve it's bucks. Hour. It's twelve bucks. And he was like, what? And I go, and I go. So, so let me ask you this: yeah. Is that a issue with conditioning? Because we have in Statesboro, we have been conditioned to believe that prices are that cheap. See, that's because of, of where we live. And so when I came here in 98, that's when the liquor law passed. Okay. So everybody had it cool. So let's say I got a bar, you got a bar, Zach's got a bar, Liza's got a bar. You know, she just she just serves cupcakes and tea at her bar. Nice. Right, so, <laughs> so we're all in the same plaza. Uh-huh. Right? 
Now, the logical thing to do would be, Adam, on Monday nights, I'm gonna have, you know, $2 vodka nights. So then you can set your schedule mm -hmm. and we can work as a team together. Sure. So you could be like, all right, well, I'm gonna do a special on um, bourbons. Sure. You know, or if I have, if I have a, on Friday nights, I'm gonna have a band, I'm gonna let you know and Zach know, so then you can have a dance night. Uh -huh. So it keeps everybody coming into the plaza. Got you. So this went on for a little while where everybody got along and everybody. I feel was like great. that's the way it was from retrievers around to rum runners, ah. around to the nickel, to Rudy, to and, the nickel. You and know? then someone decided, well, if I make my drinks cheaper, I can get all everybody's business. Mm -hmm. it's, a, really um, it's, it's, mental, <laughs> it's mentality of um, if I buy this piece of chewing gum for, you know, two cents, I'm going to sell it for three cents, whereas Adam's going to sell it for five cents. That's right. You know what I mean? So what they did. The same was, damn piece of gum. Yeah. Same piece of gum, all right? So it's, I can sell more of it, and I'll make more money where he can sell, you know, an average amount and make, you know, a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. All right, so you, then you have people butting heads against each other, trying mm -hmm. to be greedy, which is human nature sure. around here. So they drove their prices into the ground. And it was, it's ridiculous. I hate that. And, and that's why you can get a 32-ounce beer for $2.50. I really hate that. And, and it was all because one person decided they were going to try to cut this person and cut that person and the next thing you know that is now the standard price so they didn't make it competitive they just went they just raced to the bottom yep race to the bottom it's kind of like in our business where yeah you know, well now yeah, i was about yeah, to say yeah. now all those people that were in college that now live here yes. in our town do the same thing to us all yeah. the time all the time to us. Where, where what's they, your lowest price what's your, what's your lowest price i'll just go over here and get the same truck for you know they'll get to me for this price that's fine you know, I mean, I'm to the point now where I think you've heard me say it before. I'm not worried about selling it. It's yeah. I'm I'm going to sell it. It just might not be to you. Yeah. You know. I I think that you guys hit on something important, mm -hmm. which is you know, it it's terrible to compete on price. Yeah. It oh is. my god. I it, this is a battle that like I I fight like on a consistent basis. You know, and I tell my all my teams this too. Like I never want to compete on price. I want to compete on the quality of goods that I offer yes. are, are worth the price that the customer is paying. Uh, you know, so Yummy has a crafted cocktail bar. That's, That's where right. we're center it, centering everything around. So, you know, uh, hand-pressed juices. I mean, these are, these are items that, you know, normally you would not be able to find in the market. Mm -hmm. And we found it extremely difficult to compete against like uh like like the margarita like, yeah. there's no way that you're going to be able to like how do you do that it's because everybody wants something for cheap they want the most amount of alcohol for the cheapest price mm -hmm. you know what i mean however you have people my age i, I was never I, I was always behind the bar i was mm -hmm. never sitting in front of the bar sure that's why if you see me come in i'll sit down and have one drink and i go about business because i want to see what y'all are making sure it, it intrigues me that's sure. that's my art you know i want to watch it and, and when you're like, oh, we have something new. I want to try it. Sure. You know, I want to show my support to it. That's right. I would Thank rather, you. I, not a problem at all. Thank you for doing it. I, I would rather spend the money for one thing that is made well mm -hmm. as, opposed, as opposed to getting five of these things that is Our, just, this is garbage. Media. So how many, like, do you <clears throat> feel like you are the general, like, Demographic, like, do, does your opinions kind of like fall in line with the general population of uh, Statesboro? No, my opinions don't. That's terrible. Yeah, I know. Because, I know. <laughs> like, like, you broke it down for me, I'm, but I'm the bottom down. line is that it's not any better. Okay, because because my demographic and my age, my age 
demographic does not fall into the majority of Statesboro. The majority sure. of Statesboro is 20,000 college students sure. that want to spend $10 on five beer. Pay attention to what I said. $10 on five beer. That does not leave room to tip. Sure. And that is a big problem with the young, with sure. the young crowd. That is why I got out of the bartending industry. Sure. Because they want to, everybody wants to treat you like garbage and not tip. That's right. And that's, that's horrible. I think everyone should work in the service industry one way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. I think everybody should work in a kitchen before they're allowed to work in front of the house. Sure. So, you know, because a lot of people don't give the kitchen guys their props. That's right. You know, and uh, that's a problem that we're having with another friend of mine's restaurant. Everybody wants to be a waiter or a bartender and nobody wants to, to cook the product. Mm-hmm. And without the people in the back, you know, you have no product. That's right. But, um, yeah, my opinion from what I would like to see, no, not in Statesboro. Nobody, like, everybody wants something cheap. Is it possible to change that perception? I think, I think it is. And I think it would be very easy since the majority of these people who live here and go to school here are from Atlanta. So they're used to Atlanta prices. Sure. So when they come down here, they're paying Atlanta prices for their apartments. They might as well, they might as well pay Atlanta prices for their food. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, I can go eat ramen noodles or I can go to your restaurant and eat ramen noodles. Sure. I'd much rather go to your restaurant and eat ramen noodles than, you know, 30 cent ramen noodles here. Of course. You know? Uh, I mean, and I'm, I'm just that kind of person. I don't, I don't have any vices like other people do. So I spend my, my money on food. Mm-hmm. That is my vice. I, sure. I want to go out. It's like Stephen said, we want to go out. We want to have an amazing time out. We want to enjoy the food, the atmosphere, and that's how we spoil ourselves. Mm-hmm. It was with food. And <clears throat> I mean, it's the equivalent of going to, I could go eat a dollar burger from McDonald's or I could go eat a $6 burger from Bites. I'm going to pick the $6 burger every time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I could I could go eat, I could I could go to, to Tops, which I love Tops. Uh, that is my, that is my, my weakness in the world is just, um, Chinese takeout uh-huh. and it doesn't I mean I mean, I love it I mean it's just like and I'll find the, the smallest little hole in the wall because that's where the best food is that's you know right. right all right so I could go there or I could go to so you mean have a fusion style sure experience sure you know what I mean like so I would be like okay I could go do this or I could go over here and spend the extra money and get this mm-hmm. and I mean it's that's that's what I'd rather do you know I mean, that's, that's just my style but a lot of people would rather just get into the mentality of well, I'll just get the cheap stuff. I'll just get the cheap stuff. And if you stay in the mentality of I'm just going to get the cheap stuff your entire life, you're going to live a cheap stuff life. Oh, yeah. And that's people not, always that's want how you want to live. Like you said, they want the highest quality <clears throat> stuff for the cheapest. Yeah, I the mean, lowest price. I mean, I'm going to buy a pair of $300 Jordans to put on my feet, but I'm not going to spend the money <laughs> to, put, to put good food in my belly. Or at least try something different. You know, like when you did um, the Yummy Fit. Mm-hmm. And we, we got into that. That's, that's, right. that's a great idea. Thank uh, you. Everybody loves like meal prepping. Oh, yeah. I can meal prep or I can get food from So Yummy that all I got to do is put put and heat up. Oh, I'm doing that. And it's the same price. That's right. It's literally, it was literally the same price as if I were to meal, meal prep myself. Or you can do it for me. I get it. I heat it up. I go my business. That's right. You know what I mean? That's the kind of person I am. I'd rather, I'd rather do it that way. Understood. Yeah. You know? you know? I mean, that's just, that's just how I am. But, you know, I wish more people were like that. Yeah. Got to change it slowly. Yeah, slowly. <laughs> but it, it can it can change. I think um, I'm very happy to hear about AJ's place that's about to open up. This is Dorian Taps, the Indian uh-huh. restaurant. I think it's Statesboro. That's going to be where Blue Moon is. Yeah, I think Statesboro is far past due for an Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, we, he was talking about they're going to put meat on the menu and stuff. It's not going to be all vegetarian. Sure. Um, so it might be, it might be something that 
they can delve into a little bit, you know, more so they don't just eat, you know, Texas feed and nachos, no vegetables every day. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the default states for Sure. Yeah. In case, sure. in case you don't know, that is the majority of the orders. Do you have a, do you, do, does he have a date yet? Um, he just, he just got through, I think Marlon and them came through um, nice. and did the, um, inspection inspection. And then he was wanting to increase the size of his hood uh, in his kitchen. So they pushed that back. And then, um, he came in the other day and was talking to us. So it's slow, but surely it's getting there. It's getting there. So we all decided that we're going to, um, get a group of us all together when they open and we're all going to go in and show our support. Sure. You know, and that's, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's how we are with all our local I, stuff. I'm, I'm really interested in seeing how, how this plays out because, yeah. you know, um, Statesboro is very peculiar about what it likes. Yes. Um, and, you know, the food itself uh, doesn't really lend itself to, like, familiarity. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, if you can if you can create a product that is sticky, meaning, like, when they eat it that you'll think about it, like, next time, right. I, think, I think you'll knock it out of the park. I, I think so. I'm uh, wishing him the best of luck, you know. Uh, I, I did speak with AJ quite a few times, especially kind of, like, you know, during, during uh, pre-COVID, right? Yeah. Um, and you know, if I, I've always the first thing he I, I said to him is like, I mean, it, it, it restaurants are challenging, man. They are. You, you gotta have something crazy with you to to want to do a restaurant. That's 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 <laughs> that's what I. This the usual conversation that I have. <clears throat> but for me, you know, um, being being like as a as so for Asian fusion, it's mm-hmm. really important to have something that kind of like also complements that. So these mom and pop shops that are opening are absolutely critical, you know. We okay, so let's talk about this. We just lost Chizitos. Yeah, we did. That's sad. That you know, was... like like for me, like it doesn't it doesn't it is not good for the food scene in Statesboro to do that. Now, why that happened, I don't know. You know, I can't. I can't tell you why. I've I've been there. I got to eat there twice, and the hour, the weird hours I work. You know, I, it's hard for me to get to places. You know, you've seen me come in ten minutes before you close. I didn't even realize you were closing. That's right. And I'm like, nope, I'm not going to be that guy. And I walk out. Respect. Um, <clears throat> that's how I do it. I've Appreciate been there, it. Been there, mm-hmm. done that. You know, um, their food's good. Yeah, it Almost, is. I, I used to work concerts, and they would have their food truck when I do the Latin nights. You know, sitting there, and they would you know have their food trucks. In the in the concert area doing it, and then I don't understand why it didn't hit Statesboro as well. The only thing I can assume it is is because Statesboro, and you you live in California, you've had real Mexican food, you've had things sure. like that before. I think they're not ready for it. It's it's a different style. They were expecting it to be Mexican food, and it's not Mexican food. Sure. It's Puerto Rican, you know, it's Puerto Rican food. Sure, it's Cuban food. Completely it's like that, you different. Know? It'd be like if um. It'd be like if if someone like really sat down and made some real tacos. Sure. Like you know, right, El Ricancito. Oh El Ricancito. man, that is the right. best food. What do you get when you go there? Uh, I like the um, I like the chicharron tacos. Okay. All right, so that's pork rinds. Yeah, okay. Know? All right, so um, I'm I'm a huge pork fan. Sure. All right, so big big pork fan. <clears throat> I like the chicharron tacos, um, uh, tacos del pastor. Okay. All right, so things so, like that. So, like, when, when, now that you're t- talking to me about, like, specific, like, tacos, like, I'm, yeah. I'm good. But when people go in there, usually what they go is what? I want a quesadilla. Yeah. Like, come no, on, no, dude. No, no, like, what no. are you doing? So like, why are you getting the quesadilla? Their fish tacos are the so, best so, they got in town. Yeah? Yeah, I know Dill Serve's got fish tacos, but no. That ain't the same, man. All right, no, so Dill Serve is a great place. It's a great place. you've got, I tried their beef cheek. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Good. Oh, God. The tongue tacos. You can go on Saturdays and they do um they do menudo, which is um beef stomach. Sure. You know, and it's it's real rich. Sure. Oh, that was real, a signature. 
Huh? It, it's, it also means change too. Yeah. And and, and, and stomach finger. thing. Yeah, it's, it's the inner inner lining of the stomach. I mean, you can get tongue tacos, you can get things like that. But um, a lot of people don't want to venture out and try that. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's it's like. I but mean, for the people that do know, I mean, honestly, like with with all the the like. Mexican restaurants that we have in Statesboro, by far, Reconcito is the most authentic. Oh, yeah. The, I tell people it, that all the it, time. People are like, where's best. that at? The, yeah. the, the, I'm like, are you kidding It's in me? the corner. It says it in the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. True. Spanish speakers. <laughs> hey, look, I tell them, you know it's authentic yeah. when there's a store attached to it, okay? Yeah. Like, it's the real deal. Yeah. yeah. All right? I mean, it's just, it's one of those places, man. Can you, you imagine your... Reconcito with alcohol? Yes. Yes, I that's, could. That's what we need. Yeah. That, that place would smash. Everything. Everything. Would smash. Well, we were just talking about another place, like donor kebabs. Like a lot of oh, people don't know yeah, donor kebabs. Good. Good. Yeah, Some people don't know what that is um, here in town. I like it. I, I think oh, it's good. Oh, you know? I actually have a swarming machine you know, in, the, in the shed right now. Nice. Yeah. yeah. When we have the house warming, don't worry, I'm breaking it out. We're, nice, we're nice. Good um, stuff. But yeah, donor kebabs. It's um, a Korean family that lived in Germany. It's yeah. not Korean, Vietnamese. Thought, oh, Vietnamese. I'm sorry. I thought they were. That's okay. Pardon me. Sorry. Yeah. Got a chickity check. You got a chickity check. Me. Thank you. And I, <laughs> and I appreciate you for chicken checking me. Um, but I mean, it's it's just a wonderful place. So you, you roll up in there, and you got all this German stuff around there, and you yeah. have Vietnamese people sitting there, that's and right. you're like, okay, cool. And that's and, why there's boba. And that's why the and, and <laughs> that's why there's boba. <laughs> that's why there's boba. By, by the way, today's episode is sponsored by. There we go. Emmys. Emmys. Adam was so kind to bring us some real boba tea, and I appreciate it so yeah, much. Yeah, they just opened. Uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to support them. Support uh, local businesses. I, I think, you know, I actually made a, made a comment on my IG, right, mm-hmm. um, saying it was such a weird feeling having boba within Statesboro. Yeah. Because, like, for me, like, whenever I go to a metropolitan area, that's, like, what I do. I get boba, Atlanta, mm-hmm. L.A., New York. Like, that's just something that I do. So I'm used to that flavor and that texture uh, just outside of this area. Outside of the sure. that'd, be, that'd be like if they had a hookah lounge in Millen. What? You know, yeah, what? <laughs> that's right. I'm, 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 doing, I'm doing what here? You know? That's right. Um, that's right. But, no, I dig it, man. But, like, when, when that – Hookah – sorry. Yeah. Didn't mean it. Hookah lounges in Statesboro, where do you go? Nowhere now. Why? Because we closed ours. Yeah. We see. We, we had Oasis. Yeah. The sign is actually in my shed. Nice. Yeah. So we had Oasis. And then, I visited there a couple times. Yeah. And oh um, yeah, that's where um, I use that as a as a test facility for all the tobacco I made. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, no, AJ. No, yeah, AJ's got one. Not not the AJ. A different AJ. Okay. Um, he's got Coco's down down down. Yeah. Down. yeah. Right, Have so you ever been? Um, no, actually, but oh, we we did the wholesaling for them for their you know tobacco and their products. Nice. I hadn't been there. Um, no, um, hookah to me is is completely different than everybody else because sure. that was the industry I was in for sure. forever. So I've smoked hookah all over the place. Sure. And I'm that person where it's kind of like if I go to the bar. Sure. I'll be I'll watch the person make my drink. Sure. I'm like I can do that better. Sure. So so hookah to me I'm a super on that sn- level I'm a super snob. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm I'm out of mixed drinks for a living. Sure. But I made the tobacco that goes in. That's right. So if you give me Instalite charcoals, or if you if you hand me a hookah that is I don't think is quality. Sure. I'm not putting it in my mouth. That's right. Mm. I'm I'm a snob. 
when it comes to I guess to right it. now is not a good time for hookah anyways because of everything that's happening right now. Well, um, a hookah in general, if, if we were to smoke in America, we do it family style. Sure. Right? So and if you go anywhere else, I have mine. Yeah, you individuals. Have yours, your individuals. Mm-hmm. You don't share it. It's like a woman. Sure. You know, this is my woman. This is my hookah. You <laughs> that's know right. You don't share it. That's right. So everyone has their own. It's just, it's just one of those things. It's very rare to see another person hand hand it to them. Mm-hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's one of those it is what it is things. That's right. But uh, yeah, I, I would love to see El Reconcito with alcohol. Oh, you know, I wouldn't even drink alcohol, but I'd love to see it. I'd love to be able to get a beer if I wanted it's one. It's funny how people that are but that's been here know, for a while still don't know where this place is. I'm man, like, you got so that's how you know it's good. So when you, when you walk around and you see the staff of other Mexican restaurants mm-hmm. go into that Mexican restaurant, <laughs> that's how you know. All right, so, you know, I mean, you know, if I'm sitting here. <laughs> that's true, though. That's I mean, absolutely what true. What was it? Um, like, my, my favorite Chinese place is Southern Palace. Oh, I love Southern Palace. Okay, Hunan Chicken is my favorite Chinese dish in the world. Hunan okay. Chicken. Love it to death. All right, so, you know, I worked for Miss Anna for the longest time. That's right. At Peking. All right, so she comes into Southern Palace one day and sees me sitting there because she's friends with the owner of that. And she looks at me, and it was like I stepped away from my mom and went and ate at somebody else's house. Because <laughs> she, is, she is like my mom. And she goes, Craig, why are you eating here? And I go, oh, they have the best, you know, Hunan chicken. And she goes, I'm from Hunan. And I was like, hers is, I'm like, hers is better. And it was, but it was what I liked. I liked, yeah. I liked it with these vegetables, with this sauce, yeah. with this. That's what I like. Nothing yeah. to get set. Yeah. Now, Miss Anna makes the best egg foo young I've ever had in my life. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Um, but... That's what I like. So when I when I when I see the people from Elson that work there going to El Reconcito, I gotta check this place out. Something's up with this place. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's just it's teach their own. Everybody, you know, everybody has their authentic style in their head and and what they want and that's why they go to it. Like you like you know everybody's got an addition in their head that when they walk into a restaurant they already know they're getting it. They that's can right. eat the same thing every day. That's right. You know? And um, I'm guarantee you, just like it's your restaurant, people come in and they get the same thing every time. Same thing every time. Where we try to be like, just give me something. You know, that's right. I, I want it to be different. That's right. You know. But Agreed. yeah, that's just that's just wild. Um, yeah, I, I think Elry can see that it would just be a wonderful place if if it had. They'd um, have to. They'd have to move. Absolutely. Oh, they they'd do, have to move. They they'd be a, so daggone big. They do a fish dish. Um, I think it's pescado veracruz, and they put it. And you have to call ahead of time, and they put the fish into a tinfoil thing, and then they, it's got white wine and all this jazz, and and when they bring it to you, it's all like a, a blimp, and you uh-huh. can cut it open. Nice. I mean, you know, you you can't get that. At, <laughs> That's right. You can't get that in El Jalapeno. That's right. <laughs> I mean, come on. They don't do it like you know, that. They don't do no. it like that. You know, no. you know they. You know, the best one, honestly, is there's a lady that would come by El Sam and all the other places, and uh, she'd make homemade tamales. And yeah, and they call me when I'd be doing my, my other job before I get to work. Hey, the tamale ladies here, how many you want? Let me get more of them. Nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nice. So, you know, there's, if you can get some real deal authentic stuff, that would be where it's at. But I don't think Statesboro could handle that. Mm, probably Because they're, they're, they're vanilla. Yeah. You know, that's just what it comes down to. I mean, these people think, you know, Frank's Red Hot's hot sauce. Yeah. Like you know, and here <laughs> I am using sriracha as ketchup. You know, I mean, you're like, come on now, what? And then, I think it's going to take time. I just, you know, uh, Statesboro is about to go through, like, a very interesting period, right? Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, obviously, like, the, the coronavirus is what is on everybody's mind. It is. Um, if, if, and this is a big if, 
if the coronavirus does not allow those students to come back to Statesboro, you're looking at a very different Statesboro. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a completely different thing. Now, granted, you know, maybe... So, you know, this whole work from home thing has really pushed everybody out out of their kind of like comfort zone in regards to where they live, right? right. So, you know, these places, I mean, I think Twitter already kind of like made the announcement that they are they are going to move towards a work from home type of like uh, structure. Mm-hmm. And so these people now can literally live wherever they want to That's in right. theory. Uh, and so, you know, we might see what we might see is a move from like kind of like these larger metropolitan areas into kind of like these smaller communities. And Statesboro is a great community. It is. I mean, at, the, at the end of the day, there's a lot of things here. I mean, as much as we're complaining about it right now, right? <laughs> it's because we live here. You know, it, it, it's, it's our norm. And yeah. we like to complain. Yeah, we like yeah. to complain. <laughs> <laughs> That's another Statesboro but, staple, right? But don't there. let anybody else complain or we'll be jazzed. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. We're only, only we can only complain. Only we can yeah. complain. Yeah. Yeah. You, can't uh, come, you can't come from another community to complain about this one. It's yeah. wrong. Yeah, this is ours, you know. But there is a possibility that, you know, it, it will grow. Um, however, again, you know, going back to the, 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 the students, I mean, you know, I don't I, – sports is at, at risk right now. Have you, have you guys heard what's happening with basketball? No, yeah. no. What's going on? Oh, you haven't heard? No. I, I don't I, – I, so I heard this in sports guy um, passing. Something you don't know about me, Adam, is I don't um, follow – News or politics or anything, I let okay. I let everybody else tell me what's going on. Gotcha. Because <laughs> I, I try to when I'm here, it's an anti like you know negativity zone. Sure. Because the rest of the world's so negative. Sure. And um, so I, I I'd rather watch cartoons than, than, than news. <laughs> nothing nothing bad happens in cartoons. So I don't yeah. know how how factual this is because I heard right. this in passing. But from my understanding, uh, the NBA has rented like uh, is working with Disney. Like, you know, a couple hundred square miles or there's like this bubble and every before everybody goes into that bubble, Mm -hmm. they have to get tested for the coronavirus. So all the teams are basically trying to finish out the season in this bubble. So they're going to get tested before they go in. Huh? Like a biodome. I guess. And so once they go in. The people that are inside cannot go in. Like, there's no in and outs. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and they're going to finish out the season and potentially maybe, I don't know, next season. But that is crazy to me. I, when I first heard that, my first thought was, what type of like alternate reality have we like literally like slipped into? We're in a, we're, we're I, in a science fiction I film. Did, I did hear that a lot of them were playing empty stadium like games. I heard about that. Now, can, can you imagine... That would be like walking out to do your job that you're used to people being around you from like you know middle school to high school to being college to now you're a professional. Adam, the, the point guard for the you know whatever team that you like, you know what's sure. the Bulls, you know what I mean? Sure. Uh, maybe you look like a Lakers fan. You probably are a Lakers fan. Lakers, <laughs> but, um, Lakers fan through yeah. and through. So, Kobe's my man. So um, could you imagine stepping out there and not having that hype? Yeah, it's been. It's just, it's just, it's like when they do the, when basketball when they do the silent games where no one, no one says a word, or no fans cheer until they get ten points, and then ah, you ever heard about that? No. Okay, so that look it up. That's actually a thing. Sure. Yeah, and um, I I couldn't imagine that. It'd have to be like the lights would have to be down and just the lights on the on the court. That's kind of what they do you know, anyway, but that. <clears throat> That I could, could understand that because they're they're trying to pump dude, in. They're talking about doing the same thing with baseball, dude, putting that, cardboard cutouts. That would be like going to going to a concert. You know, I, I get it if you're like um if you're like 
at like a, um, a concert, like a pianist or something like that, sure. where it's, you know, you're there and everybody's quiet because they want to hear you, you play and there's just a light on you and you don't see the crowd, but you know the crowd's there. Sure. But at a basketball game, could you imagine like no sound whatsoever? It's just black out there and you don't know. There, that, look, that's, that's got to be psychological. It's psychological, but I think there's ways around it. So they're yeah. probably going to play like audio of like crowds cheering and like yeah. something like along those lines. But the reality of it is it's going like the, this period of time that we're living through is going to be very different than anything else like that, that we've ever seen. Because mm. we've never had to worry about this. I, I like when I went out before, I've never had to worry about oh, there's this illness out there that I can can potentially like be right. impact, impacted by. Um, but, you know, the way that this plays out, I think that we just have to figure out what, what is on the right side of... We need to stand on the right side of history, right? That's correct. Um, and it's interesting. So, you know, one mm -hmm. thing that I, I kind of like wanted to talk to you guys about is, do you guys know uh, how many cases... So, Taiwan has 25 million people. Mm-hmm. How many cases of coronavirus, uh, coronavirus deaths have there been in Taiwan for this entire period of time? In Taiwan? In Taiwan. Yeah. So let's say... There's 25 million. 25 million. Let's okay. say 1%. Let's say 2,500. Okay. I have 1%. What do you have? Okay. So, and this is in, in Thailand. Taiwan. 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 So, so in China. Okay. No, not in China. In Taiwan. Well, that would be another thing yeah, that we can talk yeah. about. <laughs> We're we going to get into that. You've got to fish me on my geography. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. All right. So, um... How many, how, many was an 25 million. how many do you think? He said one percent so that no, I think I think it's I think it's less. Okay. I think it's less because they're already they're already been over there for a while, um with avian flu before and things like that before, so they're haven't they been a little bit more proactive about extremely pro proactive. Yeah, about there's been seven deaths. Seven. seven. See? Oh, because they're they're all safe, sort of certified. Like, you know what like, I mean? They, they're all washing their hands and take care of themselves. I, I think the difference is really about culture. And look, I I am by like I am American. Like there's yeah, no yeah. doubt about it. I I am like I was born here. This is like my culture. I mm -hmm. understand it. But when I stand back and look at what's going on, like in Taiwan, people are willing to go above and beyond for the greater good of the community. Yes. Like that—that's the difference that I see. Mm -hmm. Like, because I've been thinking—I've been thinking, why, why, why? We understand that, like, you know, there it might there might be a nuisance, right? Like, like wearing a mask—it's a, mask. it's a yeah. nuisance. But for the greater good of the community, I am willing to suffer for that, as opposed to what's happening here, which is honestly because wild. Of, because Americans are selfish. I know that sounds. I didn't say that. I, I did. <laughs> I, I, I did. But I agree with you. <laughs> I, I did, um, and and I won't I won't hold my tongue about it. Well, well you know. Okay, well, so uh, and another thing is too the whole it'll never happen to me BS. Yeah, that's so what they think. That's what happens. So I think truly that's so what really with happens. with our job we go above and beyond to make sure things are sterile. Sure, make sure things are clean. I can't wear a mask. I have a beard. It's not sure. gonna, it's not going to serve a purpose for me to wear do, a mask. I can I can flip it up here. I, I can't do it. I already have a lung condition. If I get it, I'm dead. Sure. So whatever. Sure. You know what I mean. But do I go out and do things? No. I come home. I cook. Sure. As much as I want to go eat at your restaurant, I come home and I cook. Sure. You know? Continue. Um, you can order takeout. Thank you. I appreciate uh, right. that. <laughs> <laughs> I just got to sneak that in there. DoorDash.com. I'm just kidding. Um, but we, 
we wipe everything down. We a lot, The benefit of where we work is a lot of us came from the restaurant industry. Sure. So we understand if you got time to lean, you got time to clean. <clears throat> yeah. You know what I mean? We understand, wash your hands, sure. wipe up after, your, after yourself. If you're getting into a vehicle, wipe it down, you know? Wash your, I, I'm, I'm a clean person by nature anyway. My dad, cause my dad was a, my dad was a, a health and social science teacher and mm-hmm. science teacher and all this stuff. He taught me about, you know, cross contamination and stuff from a very young age. Oh, yeah. So I'm always, and she's got this from me too. Before she even sits down for dinner, she's washing her hands. It doesn't matter what she's been doing. That's right. Inside the house or not, you wash her hands. That's right. And it's just, you know, and I was, health home health uh, health occupations was a class we had in high school Mm -hmm. that taught you how to put on a mask Mm -hmm. taught you how to put on gloves properly how to take them off properly inside out and not just throw them down how to to turn on a sink oh my god you grab a paper towel first and then you turn it on then you wash your hands and then you take a paper towel to open the door Mm -hmm. oh my gosh like the the best the best thing about corona happening we finally got paper towels in the bathrooms. <laughs> I mean, we had the hand. How, we had. You the, know how how aggravating it is to wash your hands, then stick your hands in one of them air blowy things. I hate. They never get you. Got to you. Got to sit there longer. Then. And then and then you got to move it back and forth. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, it's got the and, blue light thing for the well, take off. Oh, really? and, yeah. and then turn around and realize you have to touch the door handle. <laughs> you have to. But like, there's nothing to touch it with. That's right. As opposed to wash your hands, grab the thing, dry your hands off, use that, open it, throw it in the trash can, wrap it beside the door, and walk out the door. So yeah. you don't have to touch nothing nasty. Yeah. yeah. I, it's teaching people I don't new wanna, skills they never yeah, knew they had. I don't want to get into the, the nastiness so, of people. So, you know, like, definitely, I think that, but, you know, the, the, the cleanliness has definitely improved. But yeah. I think at underlying, you know, this country was really founded on... Uh, Rebellion, right? Yes. The Boston Tea Party. Right? Mm-hmm. Like we, we want our rights and we want them when we want it. That's right. And that's what, what it's about. Which, I mean, obviously, like, there, there's, there's benefits of that. But in this specific kind of, like, case, I think there were some decisions that were made that were very... Uh, I mean, we're in this situation that we're in now. That's right. I mean, we, I mean, the cases in Statesboro are just steadily rising, mm-hmm. right? I don't think there's any end in sight. What, no, what, it what jumped, are we going to do? What, 30 cases in two days last week? I think there's more than that. I, I think, think we're like up to like 300 now. Yeah, you know, and I mean, it's because, like I said, everyone's selfish. Mm-hmm. We live in an instant gratification world. That's what I was talking about before. Everybody wants what they want now, now, now. They, they can swipe left if they don't like something. Swipe right. They can block you. Like, and they think that their social media is the real world. Mm. And they think that if they want to go do something, they're going to go do it. But if you did that in any other country, oh, dear God. Did you, you, know? see, did you see the uh, uh, in India, how they handled it? Mm-hmm. Where they were smacking the people, go back inside. So, so they were like riding yeah. mopeds, and then literally this guy with a stick came along yeah. and like go home, like it was just beating people. Oh my god! Yeah, that's how they handle dude, it, dude. The street, the street lights came home, and and, 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 and everybody went home. And, and your uncle was riding through the damn street, dude. Smacking like people. just back boom, inside. like just smacking. I mean, like that's it, how it's it, taking it's, care of. It's that simple, man. It's like you got to think about it like it's a zombie apocalypse. Mm. I mean, you can get this just by turning around the corner. Boom, you're bit. That's it. You're bit. Well, you're done. What you, you know said what I mean? earlier too though is some of those some other countries have dealt with this stuff on a much bigger scale than we have exactly. too. So we don't really know you know it's, how to, I mean we do, we probably just not 
like you said, like I said before, you know, people are just like, oh, whatever, and it's not going to happen to me. It's so, like getting struck by lightning. You feel like it's never going to happen until you actually get struck by lightning. About two, three weeks ago, uh, Beijing had another 100 cases pop up mm-hmm. out of nowhere. When those 100 cases popped up, immediately shut the entire oh, uh, Completely. Yeah. Because they, they contain it. Like, mm-hmm. They know that this is something that is not something to play with. Right? No, it's not. And then if it, com- if it comes and goes, it just comes back stronger. Correct. You know? It's like, like Doomsday. You know, like, you know, Superman killed Doomsday. Doomsday yeah. came back stronger. Now you can't kill him that same that's way. Right. Now you got to do it again. Yeah, something right. different. Uh, you don't follow comic books. So, yeah, know. I, I'm not. Right, sorry. <laughs> He's out on that one. <laughs> Basically, um, the layman's version of that is if I, if I beat you, you're going to learn from how you got beat. That's right. Like if we play chess and I beat you a certain way, you're not going to let me do that to you again. That's right. That's how doomsday is. That's how viruses are. They come back stronger. That's right. You know, I mean, this was a simple virus that's on the on the back of everything of bleach, the coronavirus, you know, things like that. This is just a new version of it. That's right. You know? And if, with people not washing their hands, not getting vaccinated, not doing things that you should be doing, you know, to make sure that you're a healthy person, you're just making it worse for the rest of the world because people are selfish. Well, then everybody, the people that are asymptomatic and stuff that just pass it along to people that aren't. Yeah. I mean, you don't really know. You don't mean to do it, but it's something that can happen, too. Yeah. You know, and gatherings of people, you know, we don't, where we are, we see the same people around the same people every day mm-hmm. that I guess we just don't think about it hardly anymore. Mm-hmm. But we did, they did a great job of coming in our dealership and just like, it's probably cleaner than a hospital. Yeah, it's good. Uh, I mean, it's just to be to be honest. They'll go, we'll fog it. You know, what every every hour, every well, I thought every it was two, hours. it was every couple hours. But when we get there in the morning, the people have came in already, and then they've already fogged down everything. What are they fogging it with? I don't know. I don't know. They did the same. They're using the same thing. As, it smells uh, like CrossFit. It smells like CrossFit to me. There's some little right. No, do they, they put it on the chips? No, no, no. That'd be good <laughs> okay. though. But, um, but the issue with that is, like, coming from a background that I have, I know that you can't mix vinegar-based stuff or bleach-based things with, you know. We're going to make a freaking chlorine bomb. You're going to make chlorine bombs. Sure, we're going to kill everybody by bad gas. That's, <laughs> that's the concern that I have with people is, you know, you have uh, hand sanitation stations everywhere. Hand sanitation stations. That's, that's, <laughs> that role is kind of good. Um, everywhere you walk into. Now, if you're using a hand sanitizer that's organic and it has like a vinegar base and he's using one that has like a bleach base or something like that, and I go like this, and I'm like, oh, or he's got an alcohol base and you have a bleach base, or, you know, I go like that, boom, chloroform, boom, I'm out. Yeah. You know what I mean? People aren't really paying attention, so they should carry their own hand sanitizer. That's right. They should walk into a place and sanitize themselves when they walk in. Don't leave it up to the business owner to worry about you being clean mm. you need to be clean for yourself i mean wash your butt wash your hands you know when i went to i went to get a vehicle from Hinesville's store and i was like i'll just stop in the gas station over here on base and grab something to drink or eat real quick and i got i saw they had a hand washing station and thinking, oh, yeah, no big deal one of the guys stopped me and was like hey man we can't let you in without a mask i just looked at him i was a little pissed off but i understood i just walked off I didn't bitch about it. I didn't complain didn't about it. Scene. You I didn't, didn't make a scene. You I didn't was go like, live on Facebook? No, I didn't. I didn't say a word. I was just kind of mad at, the, at that particular moment. And I was like, well, you know, they're bound to be another one somewhere. And I just went on about my business. But I understand, especially with you that go, population. You just go, fair enough. Yeah, you, I didn't you, say a word. I wasn't an asshole. I didn't yeah. say nothing. I just turned around yeah. a little mad well, when I left. Y'all, and I went, like, to, oh, y'all, I y'all, y'all went to Universal and well, y'all had to wear masks. This is, this is me. I can talk however I want. No, you can't. Language. I didn't say. I didn't say. I didn't say the ones that George Carlin said. I can't say. She said, "Don't be a poop face." 
But um, maybe yeah, when you're older, they went to, about they, went to uni- they went to Universal, and you're required. Everybody wears. Everybody masks. had a mask on. Everybody yeah. before you got before you were even allowed into the any of the resorts to take your temperature every single day. You get a um, a different oh, color band for the day. day. Yeah, because if you got on one from the previous day, take that one off. Was it business? Like at the you guys got the right. You know what? It wasn't. It was, there were people there, but it wasn't like normal, uh-huh. obviously, for it obvious reasons. It wasn't reason. as busy as it like, is like normally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was, I mean, you could still kind of yeah. do just about everything. That's good. You really didn't have to wait to get on rides, awesome. which was nice. Yeah. You know, I'm you done really, now. You know, I'll shave my beard off for that. Everybody, and, and nobody really, nobody was, comp- and there were certain areas around the park where you could go to take your mask off and just yeah. kind of breathe for a second. Were people wearing the mask wrong? Do they make them pull it up over the nose? Yes, they would. Okay. They that that would. bothers uh, me. It just, keep, well, it just keeps rolling. Well, gotcha. well yeah. it'll end and it'll just start over. It'll start we'll start, start, we've, we've, start we've done this before. Um, Trust me. We just keep... If we, get a, good, if we get a good conversation going, we just keep rolling with it. Nice. But yeah, it was, you're right, though. But like People would not that have it over. That so much. Over there, I'm like, you're breathing it. It's more about keeping your nose because you're breathing it in that way then so what about people like us that have beards can can i wear like nose plugs and then get like a little tiny mask that just covers my mouth you get those see what we could do is we just get those mouthpieces that the football players wear where it's got the little two holes in it so we can just breathe <laughs> we can breathe in and out through the trainers that. yeah like, the, just, like so like because you know where they're going real fast I'll die. <laughs> i think they have like uh uh like uh mask for beards don't they no, they have, uh, it. Well, no. the one I because I shaved everything really close. The one I had kind of so, encompassed um, my whole face. So I didn't realize the majority of you know when I was making tobacco and stuff, I worked in restaurants, so I didn't have facial hair. Sure. I was always clean shaven. Sure. So I quit working in restaurants and grew my beard out. And the people, the the company's name starts with an O, came to see me, um, <clears throat> and they made me go and get a. Um, they made me go and get um, a respiratory test because I wasn't wearing a respirator. Uh-huh. And I didn't understand why I had to wear a respirator. And the the lady was, you know, talking to me. Well, you know, you're using these chemicals and this and that and the other. And I stick my finger in the chemicals, and I went like this and put it in my finger in my mouth. And she looked at me like I was crazy. And I said, <laughs> I said, this is food grade. Everything I have is food grade. Uh huh. And she goes, but the fumes from it. And I was like, you do realize they literally put this in a pipe and smoke it. <laughs> <laughs> wanted me to shave my beard off to wear a respirator for me to test a product that I have to light on fire and smoke. But hey, whatever you got to do, say I started working in the car dealership. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and you still shaved your damn beard, <laughs> and, I, and they still made me shave my beard. Yeah, that was before we could. We were the beard game. Yeah, you know, it's like a requirement now at the dealership. You have to have a beard. Yeah, is that what it is? is? Yeah. This is to be on the sales floor. Be on the sales floor, you have to have a beard, unless you're, you know, Russ or. I'd say I was. How many? What what percentage of guys there do you think have a beard? There's only two people in the sales team that do not have a beard. Well, Jake can't grow one. No, he can't. I've seen a picture of him with him. Yeah, but it looks, I mean, he can't grow a true beard. Yeah. I mean, it's like a defective chia pet. It doesn't really Jeez. grow anywhere. <laughs> on, That's what I grow. Oh, whatever, man. Whatever. I cannot grow facial hair. Sure you can. I saw a, I've picture. Never. I saw a picture with you with facial nah, hair. No, never. You can cool, get one of them cool facial hairs. No, no, no. Yeah. He, that could, would, that he could just get the mustache going. Yeah. No, it doesn't look right. It, they, it doesn't it, grow out full enough. It, it will when you're older. <laughs> I guess I have to turn like 22, right? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, 22. Um, 
No, I mean that's that's just you know, certain certain people can grow facial hair, and certain people can't. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that I could until I quit working in the restaurant industry and just grew a beard. And I was like, oh, I have this. I didn't, I didn't think I could grow a beard either, um, to be honest. But it's just one of those things that you just oh, we just battery's going low on that one. It died. Died. But um. It's just one of those things, you know. Eventually, you can I can't grow hair like you can on top of my head anymore. So nice. I can't either. Be there. Yeah. I can't either. So it's all it's all running away so from I gotta, my face. So I got to grow it. I got to grow it on the face. That's how I do it. Now. That's why I keep it cut short, so yeah. it'll look like I have a fuller head of hair. I used to, I used to have cool long hair like you when I was younger. Nice. Yeah. Not anymore though. But it's just one of those things. Um, but I mean, if it comes down to it, and things do get bad, I would not be selfish. I would I would do what the community needs and I would either put myself up to the well, side you know, North Carolina, or I would cut my or I would cut my beard off if we were required to wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Because I believe that's I believe honestly that's what it is. If someone says like when they did the curfew, mm-hmm. like the ten o'clock curfew, I didn't I forgot all about it because I was already at home asleep because I'm not staying up late anymore. But I wonder how many people were still out and about past curfew. So yeah. I try not to be. You um, know, when I come over here on Sundays, I'd be try to be home by but eight o'clock. It, it comes down to the to the selfish thing, where mm-hmm. where people, I mean, you know, I don't I don't want you to get sick. Well, the whole state you of know, North Carolina, they yeah. all have to wear masks. Yeah, my mom was there, and they're all. Well, all well I, I think also alongside with that, it's like it's not it's not real until until it happens to you. Like that's that's what's like I think for me because you know Statesboro was sitting at like forty five for the longest time. Yeah. There was no movement. Mm-hmm. It was like everywhere was going crazy. Statesboro was 45, 45, 45. It's, um, and then the moment that they, they started loosening up, that's when everything started happening. Well, that's when it happens. I mean, that, that's what happens with anything. I mean, um, you play video games? Not really. You play sports? Some sports. Okay, so you know how you, you, get, in, you, get, in, you get in the flow of whatever you're doing? and sure. you're, you're Boom, boom, boom. Say so you play basketball. Sure. You, you're just in your rhythm, in your rhythm, in your rhythm. You're not worried about Zach. No, he ain't going to make a point on you. Sure. You know what I mean? Next thing you know, you slacked off a little bit. Zach got in. Sure. He got a point. You're like, sure. Wait, what? Next thing you know, you, you, you've loosened up. You've loosened your grip on what you need to do. You need to be diligent about it. It's like with any, any so, habit. So what do we do about this now? Because like my, my, my issue now is like, I mean, obviously we're in a situation that is I, what it feels like to me is, is almost like not controllable. No, it's not. Like, the, like at this point, it's just like, okay, yeah, well, you, it's just open. You, 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 and I say you, that means the, the community. Sure. Um, it was, it's like, it's like if you get. <laughs> you didn't have to clarify, man. I'm <laughs> sure. I am super chill, bro. I, I, no, 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 no. I, I'm talking. You. I'm saying, I'm saying it for the, for the people at home listening. Gotcha. Um, it's like, it's like if it was raining in the house and. All of a sudden, there was one little drip. Sure. And you go up there and you and you patch the drip. Sure. But you did a half-ass job of it. Sure. And then the next time it rained again, you're like, oh, okay, that's fine, nothing happened. But it's building up. It's adding pressure to it. The next thing you know, you got a hole in your dam. It's been built up the whole time for a month, and mm-hmm. then all of a sudden, booyah! You know, it's raining cats and dogs. <clears throat> well, how do you? How but, how would you contain how, going forward? Moving forward, how do you how do you how do you balance? To, everybody needs to, to just go get tested, even if you're even if you have symptoms or not. Even though that's a scary thing, because the people who are, you know, are testing people could they could be, you know, they could have it. You know what I mean? So you have to set yourself up for it. It's, it's kind of like when you when you jump out. Don't of you an have airplane. to quarantine yourself for fourteen days if you test positive? Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like if you you're getting ready to jump out of an airplane, you know it's going to happen. You better just step you know, step foot out and and just take the leap. 
Yeah. But do we have enough resources to do that? I think we do. I think we do. I think at this point, there's enough testing out there. I know for a fact, actually, because right now that's what my, my staff is going through. Yeah. I've made it like a point that all, everybody needs to be tested because like my thing is like, I don't want to put anybody at risk. In fact, like, you know, the restaurants that, you know, I kind of like manage were closed for a period of time. They were closed for about two, two and a half months, which, right. which a lot of the other businesses weren't doing. Um, but when everything came back up, um, I was still kind of like, we were just doing takeout, right? Yeah. And most people are like, oh, why not open? Why not open? Because you're doing open? your part to not fit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But for me, I felt like that was the right thing to do. Is I'm, I'm not going to put my staff at risk. It's, I, 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 and I said this to them. It's always people over profits. Yes. Right? Because that's the way that a business is like, like built to last. Yes. Right? And so for me, whatever it is that we need to do right now, I think that everybody needs to take a long, long look at what it is that they're doing day to day in order to better the community overall. I agree. I, 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 that I, I that, agree that is like for me what is that, the most yeah, that, important. That way you can. It's just, it's just, you know, you know, we all still have things we have to pay for to sure to live. It's just that weird balance of. Sure. Making sure that we still have, an, like, your employees have bills. You're, sure. You want to make sure that they... I 100% they, they, you know, so, you know, it's, it's, it's that... He has bills, too. And, and oh, yeah. And, too, you yeah. know, every, it, it's Everybody that weird... Does. It's weird finding that balance to, to be able to say, you know, and still be able to make a living and, and do the things you enjoy to do. But, hell, we can't even do the things we like to enjoy to do most of the time. I can. I enjoy being by myself. Well, being, yeah, being I mean, you, you definitely can because you're a hermit. I'm a hermit, yeah. I mean, as, shit, as, if we left you alone, we, you, you, we'd never see you. You'd yeah. turn completely pale am, and you'd be am, able to see in the effing dark. I am not, I am not <laughs> the, the, uh, the character that people realize that, I, that they think I am on Facebook. You, you, know? you, you play a character. I play, on, I play, you play a, Craig on TV. I play Craig on TV. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think when someone came into and started working, at the dealership, they came in and they spoke to me, and I was like, "Uh huh, yeah." And they were like, "Wait, you're not?" I'm like, "I'm not like that. No, that's just a character I play." On, on, yeah, that's our that's like, our uh, that's my my Facebook persona, Facebook Live yeah. persona. Yeah, that's right. our fake space. That's our fake fake space. Yeah, but um, this is us in real life. Yeah, <laughs> very mellow. Your car salesman? No, I just play I one. I just on play TV. one on TV. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in real life? I just chill. Yeah. Um. But I equate it to, like we were talking about in, in part one, about people being selfish. Mm-hmm. You, you'd see the people, and one thing that I did when I was behind the bar was if someone got too drunk, I would drive them home. Mm-hmm. I, would, I, I would tell my boss, I'll be, I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. That's before you had Uber, before you had you know, you know, shuttle bus, things like that. I'll be right back, I'm going to drive this person home. Yeah. And I would come back and I would, I would close my register out and I would clean my bar and I would go about my business. That's awesome. the, I, I'm equating the selfishness of people not doing what they need to do during this time as the same equivalent to people who drink and drive. Yeah. Okay, you made a home safe four times. What about the fifth time? Yeah. What if, what if she's sitting next to a person? Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, that would, that would destroy me as a person to know that if I got sick and I got someone else sick and something mm-hmm. bad happened to them, you know, I mean, it's just one of, one of those things. And I wish more people would think like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why we were talking about um, 
Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Seven people out Seven. Twenty five billion, you said? Twenty five million. Yeah. Not billion. Yeah. The what what's the what's the saying? The um oh shoot. You know, the sacrifice of the few saves saves the many. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like I said, it's it, it's just that simple. If someone gets sick, stay in your home. Yeah. There's plenty of people that can drop food off to you. If if someone's listening to this and you're sick right now and you need food, I will go get food and I will leave it on your front porch for you. I mean, it, you you look after your community. I mean, maybe it's because I am from a small town and everybody knows each other's names. I mean, Franklin, we're talking about. If it was raining and you were walking home, someone's going to pull over and pick you up. They know who you are. They know your name. They know your family. They know where you live. They take you home. It's a, a community is just like. A larger version of your family. That's the way these people. Live. It should work that it way. It should work that way. That's how community works. It, you know, you should treat, people helping people. You should treat everyone like they're your family. That's just that's how I live my life. That's just decent human and, behavior. And, and things would work out better for people that way. I mean, it's just it's just that simple. Yeah. If I see someone on the side of the road, I stop to see if they're okay. If they need something, she has you know? uh, her one of her good friends' is, uh, mother has a autoimmune disease and. We were taking stuff to them all the time, yeah. you know, and we did a little thing where we would have... Which friend? Berlin. Berlin's mm-hmm. one. Oh, yeah, and Miss then Amy? We, yep, Miss Amy. We do, um, we uh, bought a projector, and at night we were playing a movie on our nice. garage door. That's right. And then the neighbors would come over. We'd, you know, have things blocked off, and then they'd sit over here, and they'd cool. sit over there, and then, you know, we'd just do it's, something. It's so we pe- were trying to build it's some... So people could still be social... But not right up on each other. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, it's just it's one of those. And maybe things. enjoy something around other people than just hold up in your home and honestly, I'm not taking um, a shower for seven days. And <laughs> I mean, that's really bad. I know it's really bad. Somebody, I mean, there's people do pro- it. There's probably. people probably have done it, Liza. So I've but, actually done it longer than seven what? days. No, we did when we, we go, in the pool we did when we go camping. But go to each day. I mean, it could. I know a lot of people who are continuing. Just quarantine because they're enjoying, they're enjoying not being in the mix mm-hmm. and not being so, so all up in everybody's business mm-hmm. or around people. You know, um, I mean, I'm thinking about. Self- Are they mostly men? I'm it's mostly men. No, okay. I'm thinking about self quarantining <laughs> from Facebook with all the crap I keep seeing. Yeah, you know, but um, the dumbest, the dumbest one that I've heard about why people will not wear a mask. I mean, it, like I said, it serves me no purpose. I, I have a beard. That's, that's just it. Until I'm told to shave my beard and wear one, I'll wear one. Mm-hmm. Um, the dumbest one I've heard is I, I conceal carry, right? And it's technically against the law for me to wear a mask and conceal. It, it, it voids. It voids. But I know I can't shoot a virus. What do I care? You know what I mean? I mean, come on. Put the mask on. Put your gun in your, in your, in your glove box. Know about your business. You know what I mean? That's just, that's dumb. That's got to be the dumbest reason. Next is going to be those guys. I don't feel. I don't. I don't think it feels good with a mask on. You know. I mean, it's just dumb. Yeah. You, know? I mean, <laughs> no, you got that. There you go. Yeah. It's not as. It's not as free. It's not as free breathing with a yes. mask on. But I mean, I like a natural feel. I mean, come on, man. Just just do your part to help the community. It's not that hard. You know. I so mean, I gotta ask, where'd you get? Did the name so yummy just come to you in a dream? Or something. Uh, you're like, oh man, this food's so yummy, and then that's where you got the name of the meat. I dig it. It's a time. great, great question. Um, this was the brand. The name came from me driving back from Atlanta by myself and thinking about 
restaurant names. Yeah. Yeah. Was Bone so, Strip already flowing good? Yes. Yeah, so that was like that was that was you know we had at that point we had already kind of like made the decision that you know this was kind of like going to be an Asian restaurant. We just needed to figure out what the name was. Right. And on that car ride, uh, it was just like me in the road, no. Uh, no music at all it was just me driving that's thinking about yeah yeah thinking about like hey what would be cool and then so i had already made like lists of names i mean there was like you know all sorts of you know like you know tsunami like you know just just normal yeah. kind of like things but then i would still ate there if it was tsunami though. i would too i would i was that's cool i was telling people throw the food at me that's right that's yeah. right um but that one just kind of like stood out to me, and over time it was just like that's probably going to be the best one. So, I dig it, man. Thank you, I appreciate that. Because we always, always like to hear about that. We were all, we were always like, oh, the food's really good, and it's so yummy. That's, right. that's what we kept doing. We're like, that's right. we're we're just, and they just when, when you're building out brands, I think it's really important to do something where it sticks. Yeah, right? oh it's, yeah, it's extremely sticky. Because once once I explain it to you, you're never going to forget like the name. No. And so, you know, when you're thinking about brands and when you're developing brands, it's important to do that. I mean, that's just, that's just a cool way to do it. Yeah. I, I dig it. So it was an epiphany. It just... Something just, like that. Right. Right. Right, right, to, right to his brain. I've been always mean. I've been mean to ask you that. I mean, for like, it's a... Just, see, and I didn't know... And, and, and it, the reason why I asked is, you know... It fits, the, it fits shrimp, the theme of the establishment. Thank you. It rolls off your tongue. Thank you. And it explains... In two words, connected into one. That's right. How everything tastes. That's everything. Right. Everything yeah. on the on the I mean, whole menu. And, and, <laughs> I mean, there's nothing. I mean, it, it's it's good. It, it's a, it's like almost like it's like a play on words. Yeah. Almost because you look at it and you go, wait, what? Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's so yummy. You know? That's right. That's I mean, right. I dig it, dude. Thank you. And the first time I ate there, I was like, I didn't know what to expect. That's right. Everybody's like, I didn't either. You know. Everybody's like, this new Asian place just opened up. I'm like, word, I like Asian food. All right, let's do this. I'm walking. I was like, cheeseburger egg rolls. <laughs> <laughs> I you mean to tell me I can get jalapeno poppers that are crab rangoons too? Oh, I love this place. Nice. This, is, this is wonderful. What I, was think, the I think oh, Katie God. and the kids went before I did. Yeah. And they ate. She was telling me about ramen noodles. And I said, yeah, what? They're really good. I said, nice. ramen noodles. She was like, yeah, but they're not like ramen noodles. It's like out of the, you know, what is it? The, uh, out of the package. Packs, yeah. Machman or whatever it yeah. is. Yeah. And I was like, cup of noodles. Yeah, you, like, now, you made them good if you really tried. Them, I mean, you, you know, can with enough. You know, we, you we'll have an episode. Of, we'll have an episode of cooking with Craig. That does that. Don't you worry. I <laughs> but got she you. told me about it. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah. And you won't believe it. Like it came in this giant, almost like a mixing bowl. It was more than you could eat, and it was a two fillets of chicken cut up, grilled, nice. and thrown in. I'm like, it does sound really good. And she brought it home, and I was like. What? What's the? Where is this place? And then yeah. we were for the there. next like three four weeks. I saw you at the restaurant. Oh yeah, <laughs> every, like, like, all the time. Oh, gotta that, get ramen that, now. That's, when Katie's sick, that's how it is, man. When Katie's sick, and that's she, what she's, she's looking like, for. She doesn't. She wants the broth. That's right. She just wants the broth. That's, that's it. it. And, and she drinks it. I think we're, we all. I mean, you know, I'm always on soup kick. But that's I think right. we all got that soup that that hits us when when we're sick. It's like what we want, and um, it's either. Caldo de pollo from Elson. Uh huh. It's just chicken soup. But, uh-huh. uh, you put lots of lime and garlic into it or uh-huh. hot and sour soup. Hot and sour oh. soup. I still say to this day, hot and sour soup will cure cancer. Nice. <laughs> but you got to get it from the right place. You, you know I mean, there's different ways to make it. And, you know, you got to find your spot. That's right. But oh my God, hot and sour soup will kill everything. And it's just, I mean, you, I ain't even going to get into the health benefits of it. But. So is there going to be any, like, is there any 
plans for any other expansion stuff? Or are you guys going to do anything new or exciting? Anything new and exciting? I mean, we're constantly out? hustling and stuff, right? Yeah. So, like, I mean, I mean, I mean me, did all the drink stuff and the tap beer uh, from the local brewery places and that was really cool i just didn't know if you had you know we were planning on we had so much planned uh this kind of put a halt a lot of course mm-hmm. um i'm not we're not ruining anything are we? no no, no. <laughs> i'll say what i want regardless <laughs> um, <laughs> you know but we, we had a lot of stuff like going on and you know for me growing up like i told you early very early on uh in the conversation a lot of everything is about business for me Right. So, you know, that's why I have the media production company. I mean, I'm constantly just looking at different opportunities as they come. Right? We, we haven't even gotten into that part yet. Yeah. yeah. About that, yeah. Um, but for me, you know, like I definitely have some some things on the on the on the uh, timeline that, mm-hmm. you know, um, depending on how everything pans out uh, that I'm going to put out there. That's good. Man. So constantly. Hustling. Now you said you're, you got to be. Did you you from here? Are you from here? I'm from Statesboro. So, yeah, I didn't know how. So, you've known Adam for about four years. But you've known Charles for forever. Oh, yeah. Um, so, my favorite restaurant Papa to Saint. We call him Papa Saint. Yeah, nice. I, I, I call him Mr. Charles. Nice. I call him Mr. Charles. I call him Mr. Charles. Y'all tripping. Like, What's wrong with you guys? That's Mr. Charles. Um, so, my favorite restaurant as a kid when I was like a little bit older than her was when your parents ran yeah. the restaurant. And I I didn't know that Adam was the little kid that I yeah. saw. And, and I think he, a lot of people like don't realize that. Well, it's it's because I, I thought that little kid just moved away. Yeah. You know? And I didn't re- I didn't realize that I'd known your dad for that long. That's right. I, I didn't realize that that was your mom playing the piano. That's right. You know, but that was my favorite place to go to. Where was it? It was it was Peking. It oh, was, okay, okay, yeah, okay. Before my friend's parents uh, got it, and it was still the same name. That's right. Yeah. So, Where was that at? Midtown. Where Midtown is? Yeah. Midtown Cafe? Oh, my God. So, anytime that we came to Statesboro to do something from Millen, my mom, what do you want to eat? I want to eat Peking. Yeah. You know, and, and she goes, and I mean, I, I've always loved Asian food. And that's just my thing. And I like, I mean, I used to be the default buffet guy. Hey. I mean, <laughs> oh, no, no. You've seen me eat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, imagine how much food I can pack in at, at a high school age. Yeah. Um, so I would go and I would eat and I would eat and I would eat and that was just my happy place like it was like every, you know you got some kids be like, I want to go to Longhorn I want to go hmm, I just want to go to Chinese buffet right there That's and right. it was just my favorite place to eat I liked the atmosphere I thought it was really cool that somebody was playing beautiful music over here everybody yeah. was so nice you know I mean it was just cool and then come to find out there's Adam and he was that little kid you know what I mean <laughs> he, he was like her age so did you know? y'all did they also own, your parents also have that it used to be where Del Sur, Sur is. is now, Sanks. it was a Hardee's and it was Sang's. No, it was just that the same. It was the Sang's name. It, it, it was, was the Sang's name. Yeah. It, it was. That was a very good uh, little pun there, Greg. Very good. I mean, very good. You, you, you know, he caught saying. it. He just didn't want to. He didn't want to. <laughs> and, and, and he just caught what I said. So, so it it was uh, it was not it was not it was something different. We were not involved in that project. Right, it just happened because it, it was there for a little while, and then yeah. it just kind of yeah disappeared. It, it'd be like if someone opened a place in my life, and then it became yeah. Southern Growlers, and then it became oh no 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 before Southern Growlers it was um, K Bob Kelly's. That's right, K Bob. Oh my um, God! Yeah, during yeah. that during that time, this nice shawarma machine that I have in my shed, uh, they came in and told us that we couldn't have shawarma 
because I guess they didn't know. Did you? Was, was who? Who? Oh, was called? Um, yeah. Was it Marlon? No, it wasn't Marlon. No, Marlon. Marlon's from my hometown. Oh, he is. Marlon worked the hardest when I worked at Dairy Queen. Nice. I've known Marlon my entire life, um, and I know when Marlon comes in, he is strict, and I already, I already know how to act. He's my friend outside of that world. And yeah. Outside of that world, he comes in, he goes, "You know what I'm looking for? Go right ahead." You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But um, but they were allowed to do euros, yeah, and kebabs, and it's the same machine that's a shawarma, yeah, machine, but they shut our restaurant down and wouldn't let us do that but they could do that hmm. yeah weird so that we had to change the way, the way we did food and whatnot kind of strange but it tis what it is that's the you know the saying of whatnot but no we always assumed that that was like your father's place yeah i just i just thought about it i just you know that was the same i don't i have no idea spelling was not the same actually was it not it was t-s-e-n-g Oh, was it an E? I thought yeah. well, I see. I don't know why I see an A. Uh, but ours is T T S A N G. There we go. Now we know the difference. The it's more you know, like, the more you know. They could be from a different region. Not the same people. Somewhere I don't know. <laughs> well, yeah. Man, you're, you're, what, when did your parents come over here? <sighs> I don't know dates, man. I'm really bad with that. No, you know the um, year. No. I mean, because you, you said you were born here. Yes. Yeah, so he's from Statesboro. 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 Statesboro, Georgia. B-R-E-G-H. Borough. So you were actually the only one in the room, besides Eliza, that is from Statesboro. Because we're all we're all implants or transplants. That's right. Good old Claxton. Y'all OGs. Actually, I was born here, and I, we moved to Claxton when I was like five. But I don't know if it counts because the majority of my life was. Yeah. I don't know. It's about getting dead heat even. Now. I reckon I'm a local now. I've been here for twenty plus years. It counts. Yeah. It counts. It counts. I love Statesboro. Yeah. I do. It's um, it's just big enough. It it's home to give you home things. It, and it has always had that home feeling. And I would I would do anything for this town. You know, it, everybody since I moved here has made it feel like home. That's right. You know, it's just it's a good place to grow up in. It's a good place to live in to start a family if you have families. You know, it's just it's a good place. And that's why I'm always talking about local 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 and a lot of people don't support their locals i tell you what though there's a lot of people that will beat that drum and then do the exact opposite of what they say oh yeah and that really i'm just gonna say it pisses me off like people will tell me that you know especially in the industry i'm in yeah and they're like oh we got a better deal over here and i'm like like over 500 bucks you couldn't you couldn't let me compete over that yeah well we didn't think you could well you know what maybe i don't think i want to go to your place you know maybe i don't want to show up at your business maybe i want to spend money here you know and i neither do the hundred plus employees that we (laughs) these are people that were in the chamber that beat this drum of be local do this do that and then they don't and then you call them out on to your to their face and then you're an a-hole yeah and i'm like i don't i don't I did the leadership bullet thing. I know you, Mr. Dancing with the Stars. By I the way, you didn't do the Stage Four Stars? I, no, no, I didn't do leadership. Oh, you would love that. But by the way, who are all these Statesboro stars? Because I know no oh, one. Oh, that, that was. What I don't know who these people yeah, let, are. Can, can we talk about that for who? a second? The the Statesboro Stars thing. 
I've known, I've known a, okay, so you're, you, you were in dancing the with the States Pro Stars. Stars. Yeah. We know okay. like a handful of people and there's so like 35 and we were I, like, who are these people? Which one, this year? No, no, just in general. It, okay. Ever. So, okay. So I've been in this town for 20 plus years. Sure. I've served almost everyone in this town. Sure. They're, they're family members and, and whatnot. Let's, let me back up for one second okay. and put this in perspective of how well Craig's, how well he's known. You know the best of the borough thing? Sure. He was living in California and still won as the best bartender nice. in Statesboro. Good job. How does yeah. that even happen? Because like the, the joke at the dealership is I'm the mayor of Statesboro. Nice. Everybody walks in the door and knows me. Nice. Yeah. And it's, well, and, you see more Methodist people than Baptists, right? I do see plenty of Methodist <laughs> people than Baptists. I do. Um, that's a joke but, for another time, folks. That's, that is a joke for another time, yeah. <laughs> if you're Methodist, you'll get that. Um, but... I, I would see people that I grew up with in my hometown, and they're in, you know, Statesboro Stars and things like this, and they're like, you know, you know, these big to-do people in Statesboro now. And I'm sitting here in my brain going, okay, I figured out what it is. It's just a, a little click, mm-hmm. you know? You know, like, you know, it's just a click, and I never became part of that click. I've always been, you know, an individual, you know, like rebelling against the, the you know. Sure. And uh, I always wonder, I was like, man, I remember I used to come to school here and me and my friends got paid to dance in the clubs. Mm -hmm. You know, I was like, we we actually, you know, we're we're known as like the Statesboro Rhythm Machine. You know, (laughs) we're we're dancers. And not once has someone asked me to go dance. I mean, I dance at work all the time, you know, and I'm sitting here in my brain going, but yeah, if they probably do, I'll probably be like, no, I ain't doing that. You know, (laughs) but um. I would do it. I know you would. I'd dance with you. <laughs> but um, I, I don't know who the people are that, that, you know, like you, everyone knows you. But mm-hmm. uh, some of these people are like, who are these people? I've, I've never seen these people before. I've been here for 20 years. I don't know see, who these I, are. I think what you have to realize here is that, you know, it, it's, it's a fundraiser. At, at the it end is. of the day, yeah. it's a fundraiser for Safe Haven. That's right. Um, and Safe Haven is a battered women's shelter, yes. and you know they raise uh, uh, X amount of dollars every year for their organization. Mm-hmm. It's the, I, I think I believe it's the biggest fundraiser in Statesboro. Wonderful, it probably is. And so what, what they do is they basically stri- strategically find people and then put them on stage in an effort to raise money. So that in the end of the day is what what is underlying there. I see, and, and no one's ever explained it to us. That's what yeah, we're it's because we're always thinking like, just like you, what you said, it's this little small clickish thing. Yeah, and, right, and, right. And then like, yeah. and like they're work at Coldwell Banker, and you're like, I've never met them before. I've never seen them at a chamber. Yeah. Thing. I've never met them anywhere. Next thing you know, boom, here they are. So that's the thing about it is like when they're going out to make the selection, number, like it's actually extremely difficult to operate because number one. The people have to be willing to perform. That's sure. that's, that's and, one, one and, of the hardest pieces. And you know, seeing as you've been on stage before, that, that is that's difficult. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, mm. practice makes perfect. You I have know. to kind of like I put mean, in but, the time and know, everything. But it's not the easiest. No. Um, and so that there's one part of it that is there. Uh, the second part of it is they have to at least have some sort of influence, and that's what the piece that I think that you guys are like like not seeing because mm-hmm. because it's so like you have to have so many stipulations they can't just choose anybody because not everybody's going to do it and it's a huge time commitment oh yeah it's a huge time commitment. And we work 80 hours yeah there's no way we can do it there's no way it just there's wouldn't no be feasible so that that's kind of like the the, the way maybe that that's see that. maybe that's why we get asked to do the the fundraisers that we get asked to do 
you know, because, you know. The ATM one? The, the ATM one, yeah. No, or the, um, hey, let's throw Craig through a, uh, through a table. The APW was fun. That was fun. Yeah, the yeah. AP, no, he was talking about ATM, like, uh, give, just give us your money. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no, the APW one was great. Adam, you're going to help us with that next time. Yeah. Have you ever been in a wrestling ring? No. Oh, Come on, man. I don't do that. Whatever. You can, I see you boxing. I see you. You can, yeah. be, you can be my, my hype man, my backup nice. man. Nice. <laughs> oh. Liza went and she saw me get thrown through a table. Nice. You know what I mean? I, I, I'm just, that doesn't sound or, fun to me. I'm or jumping out of airplanes or, um, what else do we do? Uh, rodeos. Yeah. Stuff like that. You know, a we, bunch of crazy stuff. A bunch of, I do do a bunch of crazy stuff, you know, for, for my people. I do. Yeah. But it... it it's always for a good cause. That's good. You know, it's always for a good cause. Like we do the the backpacks thing. Yeah. And yeah. Every year, and that's that is for. We the, did the. Um, uh, it's for it's the treasure chest. The um. No, it was the boys and girls club. Boys and girls club, and, and we, then we did we, the uh, we do stuff that. at Thanksgiving or Christmas. And we, oh my goodness, we are. That's what we do a lot of. And we raise money and get supplies for all the military people who are overseas that can't go home for Christmas. And we, uh, I think we sent. That's our biggest thing. We multiple, do. multiple we transfer trucks full of you know presents to people who are overseas. Yeah, we get hooked up with the Savannah USO, uh-huh. and the Savannah store obviously gets in a lot of stuff. But it's the biggest one that we do at our at our dealership. We uh, we really do enjoy giving back. That's but, good. But that's just one of those things. We never knew how people pick people for the dance with the states first time. Yeah, you know, drove us crazy though. Yeah, we we always try to figure it out. We're like, how I want to do this. No, I, I mean now if I, if I if I got approached with it but I, I think I would do it I mean I don't teach you how to dance, teach I, you how to dance. I, I I'd really know. let the professional teach me oh <laughs> dance battle oh <laughs> there's actually one winner in here <laughs> the competition I know I know you did a wonderful job thank you you I did a wonderful that. job I'll, you know what what I haven't seen in a while I've seen the boxing videos I've seen the one wheel videos, which you've got me wanting to get a one wheel or a summer board. Have you seen those yet? Yeah, I have seen those. I, I want one of those. Yeah. Um, I hadn't seen the dance video in a while, but all right, I'll I mean, work on you, it. You need to you need to throw a little bit more. Dance I've been dance. really so I've been doing a lot of videography. That's really yeah. kind of like what what a lot of my focus has been on. Uh, I've you know the ads that are coming out of So Yummy right right now are through that, um, and I've been working a lot with uh, Maceo. I don't know if you know. He was he danced last year. Okay. Um, he's kind of like you know up and coming. They he's kind of like auditioning for. So you think you can dance? He's made it quite. Oh a really? That's oh, wow, dude. That's awesome. Um, and so like right now, what we're doing is really kind of like I'm putting him on, uh, kind of like doing some of his edits and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I've been spending a lot of my time on. That's good. Um, just kind of like you know, I guess develop a new skill. I mean, during quarantine usually like you know you're just working all the time but mm-hmm. now it's kind of like okay well what what things like in, interest you and in, uh, how can you continue to explore that and that's how zach's podcast came about being which is great you know yeah i he, really appreciate you guys inviting me on yeah well, man I'm, I'm glad you were able to do it for us man yeah, yeah awesome. we we know that you are busy we're, we know that you're always busy but we wanted everybody to you know we always talk about you we have you in our videos a lot you know and we're always talking about your places but Adam's more than just a restaurant. Adam's a, a really good friend of ours, and he's an interesting individual. You know what I mean? And I love it when he does those Instagram channels where he just does his impromptu piano playing. Thank you. you know? <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, I actually almost purchased a piano nice. during, during COVID, and I was going to be like, well, I don't know how to play piano. I'm going to get Adam to teach me how to play piano. Where are you going to put it? Take your desk out? Where could I put a piano in here? What type of piano? I, it was just going to be a regular old-timey, just this. The regular 
sit up kind of not like a baby grand or anything like that uh-huh. you know just a, a default you'd be default. one of those weird eccentric people who just got a baby grand piano right in the middle of your, of my, your living room my friend Wynn growing up he had a, a I think right baby here grand. would be good like right behind here yeah just you know the kind that just stands up straight not electronic right no, I was gonna, I was upright, gonna, I was upright. gonna buy an upright and actually get someone to tune it. Right here, I think right here would be the best. I mean, you have kind of like the light, the yeah. sunlight coming from the from outside. I, I thought it would be a, a wonderful thing to to learn to, learn to play. It's good. Yeah. I mean, look, like music art, like it's it's such a uh, rewarding like part of what it is that it's it's the yeah. ability to create. Right? It is. Um, so many times, I think that people, I guess, either don't. Because it's tough making it as an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, but having the opportunity to kind of like explore that, I think is absolutely ph- phenomenal. Uh, I remember there's so many times when, you know, mentally I'm in a space where it's like oh, I'm frustrated or whatever it is. Um, when I play piano, it always is able to, you go into like a different space. You, you go into your flow. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And, um, we were discussing flow um, a while back in the meeting and, and people don't, they don't have their outlet. I like to draw things mm-hmm. like that. That's and, good. Um, so explore that, right? Ex- like, yeah, explore. And, so why don't you do more of it? I think it's because I get to the state of where I'm just tired after work and I just want to be left alone and just, and just I don't want to exert any more effort into anything. But I know that that's a bad way to think. Where that's just an excuse, man. It is an excuse. I'm going to call you out on yeah. it. I mean, like, so, look, like, you, you will make time as opposed for to, the things as opposed, that you think are important. Exactly. As opposed to picking up my iPad and grabbing the pencil and just tapping it and start drawing. Yeah. I'd rather just watch a YouTube video yeah. of someone else doing something. Sure. So, and... That's kind of how people and, get to... And that's... Like with, with working out and stuff. Like yeah. you just have to... Like I just started doing CrossFit Burrow. Yeah. Burrow CrossFit, whatever. I can't... I don't know the name of it. I'm not... I'm not... I'm not... Yeah, I'm not completely indoctrinated. He's, he's not there yet. But um, <laughs> it, anyway... I, so, like the the hardest part is just driving there. The dr- yeah, you know. But I, I go there at five thirty in the morning just because I know that, my day starts at a certain time. I never like know what it is. But you get there and you just make yourself do it. And I do the same thing. I get in a zone. Like yeah. I don't let. I don't care what. Yeah, I'm just starting out, and all these people have been doing it for a while. I don't let any of that affect what I'm doing. That's right. I go in there and try to bust my ass. Because so I know it's going to pay off. That's, that's one of those things. It's like, you know, I put forth effort to do the YouTube stuff. I, put, I used to put forth effort to do the videos we used to do back in the day. And yeah. notice we don't We, don't we haven't do that put done a lot of and stuff we've been, lately. But. We've been trying to get back into it. And it. I think I think you're right. It is just, I'm just tired. Well, maybe I'm just tired of not doing it. You know, maybe I just need to pick up the camera and just do it. Like we were talking about earlier, just turn it on and go. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But, um, it's not going to hurt anything. Yeah. I don't hurt a thing at all, but yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I, see, I need friends like that to call me out and stuff. I, I kick you in right, right. Yeah. Well, without a doubt, man. Like yeah. you know, like people, people say, and you know, they have they 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 want a certain type of life, and that actually that comes back to one of the most important parts of it. Mm-hmm. What is it that you're looking for in your life? That's a good. That's a good Be- question. Because if what you're looking for is that you want to enjoy your time. And you want to watch YouTube? Then there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem, the problem that I have is when people say I want something, but then don't do the actions to reflect what they want. That is when I, I step in and say, okay, well I'm just going to call you out. 
And that's a good thing. <laughs> right? They're, they're right? Yeah, because you're, you're, yeah. you're not exhibiting the behaviors that say yeah. you want exactly. to Exactly. So what is it that you want? Like, this is such an important conversation is because important. This, this is the conversation that I have with, like, my employees, with whomever that comes into my life. It's like, what is it that you're looking for? Because that's the first, first question, right? Mm-hmm. What is it that you're truly looking for? Because once you answer that, everything else becomes easy. Because if what you're doing doesn't serve that number, like, that thing that you've defined... Then don't do it. Then don't do it. Yeah. Right. Then don't do it. Like at, at Wait, all. It's wasted effort. Exactly. And and so so that has been kind of like, you know, the formula that I've applied like time and time again to kind of like try and create value, right? Like, right. you know, impact in, in all these different things that you do from a, on, on a day-to-day basis, you have the opportunity to change people's lives. You guys are in, in a position to do that. We, yeah. And we try to. Exactly. See, yeah. A lot of the times what we run up against is it, people, people fail to see or don't want to see the value. Because mm-hmm. I was talking with a lady that you were off that day. Yeah. And she came in and she's like, now I don't have to buy this from here. You know where I bought my last vehicle? I was like, where? She's like, West Palm Beach. I'm like, are you kidding me? You had to go all the way down there. She's like, because I got the price I wanted. I was like, really? I said, well, you know, where do you get your vehicle serviced in? And she goes, oh, wherever I can find it, the least expensive. So she's never building any value anywhere. Sure. They, she's just they, they after don't build value. one price. They, and that I think a lot of that comes from people's can come from people's jobs that don't have a drive to. Like you just show up and get paid. Sure. Like you don't have to do anything. Sure. Above and beyond. So once you get in that mode and you do it for 15, 20 years, or maybe even two years, you're just after your one thing is no longer valuable. The only thing you might have of any of value is your time. And if like you don't give somebody what they ask for right away, automatically you're wasting their time. It's not like I'm saying, hey, you know, why do you need this over this? Mm-hmm. What do you have to have this color? Mm-hmm. Would you be more open to this? Would this leasing option work for you from buying? Because you never think, it seems like you trade every couple of years. You know, actually finding out what pushes people's buttons or hot buttons and trying to really help somebody, they're all after just one bottom line price. Yeah. And when it gets to that but they point, have not, they have no idea where your value just goes out the window. Yeah, when when price exceeds value, then there's no there's no reason. To, to do business. But when value exceeds price, price that's where people can yeah. make a decision. And, but if yeah. you can't get them there or they won't let themselves get there, that's where it just becomes a, a freaking two rams just bat- yeah. bashing their heads in. And, and nowadays, um, with everything that you have going on in the world, if you don't put your best foot forward or your best price forward, People skip you and go to the next place. Sure. Oh, 100%. Um, so that was the situation that he's, he's talking about. Sure. Um, it was the last of a 2019 vehicle. Mm-hmm. This vehicle had $14,000 discounts, rebates, whatever you want to call it. $14,000. We're losing probably three grand on the whole deal just to move it. Sure. And she's like, well, I was hoping it was going to get a little better. And I'm like, are you, first of all, you don't know what you're looking at. You're just looking at a number. Sure. Yeah. This car is one of the top end cars that we have in our on our whole entire why, lot. Why, so why did you offer that car to her? She came in on that vehicle. And she came in on it because she liked that vehicle and she liked the price. But people nowadays assume that you still have to haggle and negotiate. Mm-hmm. When we live in a society now 
that that's that's not done. Your best price is, is your best price. But the weird thing is, it goes against that instant gratification the, that everybody the, the likes. Weird thing. Weird. 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 Um, it's weird because everybody wants instant gratification, yeah. but you give it to them and then they want more. They, it's, it's yeah, a, they don't want to haggle anymore. And then you have some people who do enjoy haggling, you know, <coughs> and, and it's just, just how it is. I, I know someone in general that really enjoys haggling. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and, um, and I, I enjoy that interaction with him as a customer. You know well, I mean? if it's but, if it's kind of lighthearted and some some levity in it, well, that, everything it's, like, it's, you can feel people out better. It's you the fun tell. part of it because it, it's how it's how we interact with each other. You know what I mean? And I enjoyed watching Russ, Russ and him go back and forth and everything like that. They're they're going to they're going to come to an agreement at sure. some point. Yeah. You know, at some point. But that's how he wants to purchase. So we do it that way. You know, as opposed to, you know, here's the best price up front. No, 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 no. Some people don't want to do that. They want to do it the whole They way. don't. They you don't. You know what I mean? And they get to that point. And that's how they like to do it, which is a wonderful thing. And then you have some people that, you know, Adam probably come in, Craig, I want that. All right, cool. Send it to the house. Okay, cool. You know what I mean? He, he knows it and, you know, that it's, it's the best price and that he's going to get the best customer service. Go. Done. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's how I am. It's almost I, like you have to prove yourself. A little bit after the sale, and that's which is fine, and that's what we do. Well, I, that I relish, that um, I enjoy. Matter, matter of fact, one of your taking care one of, of your employees is one of my go-to people that I talk to weekly. Uh-huh. You know, <laughs> and uh, how many times have I come up to the restaurant just to just to look at something with his car? Do you realize that? Very often. Yeah, <laughs> and it's because I want to give that that customer service. That's right. You know what I mean? When he comes in for service, I make it a point to be there when he shows up. That's right. Because I, will, I don't want him to have to worry about something, you know, right. and, and things like that. It's just, we do that with you know, oh, I do that. Ann. I do that with everybody. Yeah, we have, we have a friend, Miss Ann, who um, she comes to us and constantly deals with myself and Zach because we go above and beyond. That's good. You know, but it's just. And I would do it for anybody, you know. I mean, some things it's not feasible if they live in another state or something, but yeah. if they're where I can get to them and help them in a way that. They if they like that service that we can provide, then by all means I'm going to do it. You know, it's just I almost want to sell somebody a vehicle just so I can prove them that they made the right decision. And if something comes up, whether it's a small issue, a big issue, whatever, I want to be the one to handle. That's what we try to um, explain to people: is here's the value you get from dealing with us. We're we're here every step of the way. You know, not just. All right, Adam, here's your key. See you later. All right, you know yeah, I mean? you figured out, right? You know what I mean? You're, you're yeah, like a millennial. Here, you can figure out Bluetooth. We're, we're here every step of the way. That's right. And that that's the best way to be. And um, That's the way we believe in doing business. I, I could care less about selling 30 cars a month. I would rather sell 10 and have 10 people who are truly 100% happy, you know, as opposed to selling 30 mm-hmm. and being like, I don't even know who these people are. That's right. Yeah. You know? And that's that's just kind of how, how we roll. And that, that goes back to growing up in restaurants and customer service and, and things like that, you should always give 100% to, to people who are doing something for you, you know? I mean, that's just from, from your, your barber, you know, all the way down to the guy who picks up the trash off the ground, you know what I mean? That's give, right. Give them 100%, you know? It doesn't, doesn't take nothing to, to just take that time and, and make that person feel like they're they're the only person in the world when you're talking to them, you know? It's just it's easy. It can go a long way. It it's, does. It's it's also rewarding to see people go from certain stages. Like this is a person that was a first time buyer, 
they came back to me that in X amount of years, their credit got better, their job got better, sure. what have you, and mm-hmm. you just kind of grow with them. And I've seen, I've, I've like got customers that I've watched their kids grow up. Yeah, it's very, it's, it's massively rewarding it is. to see that. And then, like that, now those chuck kids, hopefully, maybe one day when they get to start driving, I'm selling them vehicles. And then when they're adults, maybe if I'm doing this long enough, I don't know if I'm gonna be a Brian Bala or not, but right. you know, just you gotta have that mentality. You got to you got to be willing to do these things. And it took it took my wife a long time to realize the dedication that you have to have to, to, to do what we do. Yeah. Just like what you do. You know, it's the time, the effort, all your energy, training, you know, yeah. and, stepping um, out of your comfort zone every now and then to try something new. You have to do those things and, to grow. And what we were talking about, about the people who just go to their, their day-to-days and they get hourlies and salaries and things like that. You know I mean? You know, me, you, Zach, all of us, we don't know how much we're going to make at the end of the month. Mm. I mean, you're, you're commissioned just like us. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? I mean, and, and, and we're essential workers and we're commissioned. You know? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, but you, you don't know. But if you give your 100%, then, then you're going to make money. You, right. it's, it's faith. You just have faith and follow in the process of what you do and, and keep being you that you're going to survive. And a lot of people, they, that's what we're talking about. They, they just see a price and, well, I don't want to pay this, I want to pay this. And I was like, okay, well. We've almost gotten numb to that now. Yeah. Where it's just like, and <laughs> I think you, somebody said it to him was like, uh, you know, I know somebody will sell it to me for less. And he's like, great, I know somebody will pay me more. So you just I mean, kind of, it, but as soon as you hit somebody in the face like that, they're either going to do one of two things. They're going to be like, I understand, or they're going to walk away pissed yeah. off and yeah. they I mean, go about their business. I had, a, I had a gentleman come in, I think it was right when I started, and I was still in bartender mindset where, you know, you don't you don't walk in the bar and say, well, how much is that? And the bartender's immediately going to say, well, if you have to ask, you can't afford it. Yeah. You know, that's like nightclub bartenders from back in the day. That's, yeah. how, that's how everybody was. We just go. Tell me what the yeah. 80s was like, Craig. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, a, a gentleman came in, and I didn't know who he was, and he sat down in my office, and he was talking to me, and he goes, well, I want, this, I want a $3,000 truck. I want $3,000. I was like, so do I. And he goes, well, I find them all the time on Craigslist. And I said, well, my name's Craig, and here's my list, and I don't have a $3,000 truck. And that man stood up and just jaw hit the ground, turned around, and just walked out of the building. And, I mean, I, I was like, I was just making a valid point, but sometimes I'm a little too blunt. Mm. But um, what I had to take into account for was I grew up and I was a, did wholesale for a lot of things, and then I did retail, and I didn't realize that apparently everybody wants the wholesale price for the oh wholesalers, and that's why we did the thing that we did this month, where we showed them what a wholesale vehicle is—a thousand-dollar vehicle. Mm. You know what I mean? I mean, the phone that we're recording this on is over a thousand dollars. But I wouldn't put her in a thousand dollar vehicle. That's right. You know what I mean? Could I mean, you imagine if people came to your restaurant and like it's, you know, uh, oh, that is the video we want to do. With you that. know, yeah, the yeah. thing is like you know, like the, your menu items fifteen dollars. You get your bill and everything. You're like, hey, here's ten. Mm-hmm. You're like, but your bill is no. This is what I mean. I'm I, I, I want to go to a different. Would place. you? I, how would you? What would you? What would you even do? think I would react very well to that. No, not at all. Like if you hand me my bill and you go and I go to give you my card and I go run it for twelve dollars. No, no, I go, hang on, instead of this, what's your best cash price on this? Mm-hmm. 
You know, and I mean, what if I did that for rain after I got a haircut? You know, I mean, but we're the only people that people do that to. I mean, it's, I mean, just it's price is a price. I, I don't understand the concept behind it. Mm-hmm. I think what it is is because before we got into the industry, uh, people didn't have the access to the information that they do now, where they can see how much what the invoice price is and what this is and and things like that. People were just well overcharging people. I, I think at some point, you know, car salesmen. This is this is just my thought. No, no, good, yeah, yeah, please. Um, car salesmen before would literally like take advantage. Yes, I believe they oh, did sure. too. And 100%. so after after that amount of time that they've continued to do that, people like started being like, okay, well, you know, I need to change what it, what it is that I need to that's do. Right. And from there, that's when everything started to alter. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that's probably what happened. I think it is, but um, it's like the um, the other day, the other day my dad needed to purchase a vehicle, and it was easier for me to sell him a car from another car dealership in California, mm-hmm. as opposed to me to sell it from my dealership and ship it to California. Because, because it, it's just he he lives in Fullerton. Sure. So the dealership's in Fullerton. Mm-hmm. So I did the entire deal. I called. That dealership, and I said, I need to speak to a sales manager, please. And they said, hey, I said, hi, my name's Craig. I said, I work at a dealership in Georgia. I said, my father was in Fullerton, and um, he needs to purchase a vehicle. I said, this is, I have everything laid out for you. I said, I have my D-plan PIN number. I said, what's your email address? I'll tell him what time to come in to buy the vehicle. And uh, that guy called me back and thought I was a manager because of the professionalism and the way that we... Oh, we, that, so, yeah. We in our business. Oh, yeah, so... If, if people that come from other dealerships come to our dealership to work as salespeople, their, their head's just spinning because they have it's completely different from just about any other dealership you're going to go to. Mm-hmm. Like the, the way we are, the freedom we have when we have a customer to the processes that we have in place. You know, we have a lot of autonomy that we... Take, I mean, I take advantage of it because yeah. we're allowed to. But other people come there and they're like, "Man, I'd have to go do this," and you know, or we'll work a deal with somebody right across from us and we'll get it done in thirty minutes. And they're like, "Hey, normally the little guy that I was talking to last time had to go run to a manager four or five times. Like, we just hammered this thing out." I'm like, "Why would they? Why would you?" For every question, they were like, literally every question they had to get up and go and ask. They couldn't just answer it for me. Mm-hmm. And and that's another thing too the turnover so it's, much it's in our just business. the way that we've evolved at our little small town motor dealership yeah we're, we're we're really on the cutting edge with pricing and and the way we do things it's it's, it's pretty mm-hmm. uh it's a lot different it's there's a lot of old school concepts and, that and, are still going think, around and we think that it, it is possibly is because of where we're at that people still want to do the old school way and um i don't know it's just one of those weird things but uh, some like I said, some people like to haggle and negotiate, and some people don't. Yeah, yeah and it's just um. Well, all weather mats make you feel good, sir. <laughs> <laughs> but um, like I said, it's it's fun to do it sometimes. Like I said, it's that's that's how some of our friends like to interact, and we we, we enjoy it. That's right. It, it's it's cool to do that. That's right. You know, and I, honestly, it's just um. It it's okay to do it, but at the end of the day, I really want to. I like to explain why. We, we do things the way that we do it to people and when and why 
doing it this way is a better decision than doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And I think that once people experience something like that, that that we're not, you come in wanting to purchase something. Sure. I, I want to sell something, but I don't want to get over on you. Mm-hmm. I want it to be where in two years you can come back and sure. buy something else for me. And I think that a lot of people are afraid that all the dealerships are the old school way where they're flipped. You know, you hear it upside down a lot, you know? Yeah. And nobody nobody ever wants to do something like that. Yeah. I, you know, that's that's horrible. But that's one of the things. So we talked about um, the restaurants. We talked about um, Dancing with the Stars with Adam. Yeah. We talked about finally. 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 I we, finally got to know where the name came we, from. We delved a little bit about Adam's production company. Yeah. yeah we'll get um, on that next time. We, we tiptoed around him being a pianist. Um, <laughs> you know, Adam, Adam's one of our really good friends, and we just wanted to take, you know, an hour, but now we've taken two hours. Yeah, to, but we so. have, so, and I want to say, too, that any time that we call you and, you know, we come up to the restaurant and took part of your day to show you a truck or whatever or do something, we appreciate you being able to take a little time out and, Absolutely. and, and yeah. share with us, too. Absolutely. We, 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 we truly do appreciate your friendship. With I us. appreciate you guys, too. Um, I mean, you guys have always treated uh, me well, and, mm-hmm. you know, I always... For me, it's all about the relationships. So yeah. I, I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just how we are. Like, um, Adam, Adam's going out of his way to book tables for me, you know, <laughs> and then cancel those <laughs> tables. And, uh, <laughs> that wasn't your fault. That Ray. wasn't my fault. <laughs> Our management team couldn't get their act together. Yeah, um, Adam, Adam's a really good friend of ours, uh, inside of business and outside of business. Uh, and we, we hope everybody enjoyed the time that we got to spend talking with Adam and getting to know it a little bit more. We dived into about some it. deep stuff too with we did. Corona and business, I mean, and, and and that's that's the good thing about it. It's not always. But we got a business person's perspective. Yeah. Of what's going on in our community too, so that's also awesome. Uh, and I'm sure we'll have you on again, and maybe this will be a little bit bigger, and, bigger and, deal than what we're doing Adam's now. Adam's going to give me more ge- geography lessons because I don't know where different places are. <laughs> so this is Asia right yeah. here. We're going to start there, and then we'll work our way around to the countries. Yeah, so. and, then, uh, and we will see you all next week. All right. Take care, guys. Ladies.